and we're live and this is pm in the pm and i'm glad to see everybody in the chat is strapped up and ready to go Whoa. thank you all for being here yes Let's that go. is correct At, well well you were late so the the chat was getting a little bit restless so uh so they're putting everybody decided to get strapped up like, yeah oh, okay. yeah yeah everybody's got the lube out got the strap-ons ready we're ready to rock and roll let's go all right, let's go. This is going to be a different type of PM in the PM. Let that, me tell it's you that, that kind of party. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another beautiful Thursday night. It is starting to get dark out. That means winter is approaching. It is getting cold and wet here. Uh, so, uh, man, we got game coming lube? up. Too much lube? Yeah, no, that'd be hot and wet, I'd hope. But <laughs> cold and wet is different. That be a little strange i guess ice cubes i mean you can do that anyways wow where are we going folks uh but no it is thursday october the 26th uh coming up on halloween it is getting scary out there in this industry boy oh boy are the dominoes falling everywhere this is something that we talked about mav abk was going to be that tipping point and it seems like it's tipping in a lot of different directions, depending on what side you will have been on. So we are going to get into that. Some massive power moves from Xbox today. If there was any doubt about whether or not they are all in on gaming, let today be the final nail in that coffin, folks. Let that be <laughs> a lesson to all of you who may have doubted Satya, who may have doubted Phil, who may have doubted Microsoft Corp, because... Who the moves they made today to solidify their management team tells you everything you need to know. But we're going to talk about that. But first things first, let's get to my man, my right hand man on this show, the CEO of Fun Speculation Network on all other days, except for today. He is in the lead chair, but uh, the one, the only Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, who ran his ass off, dove into his chair and turned on the show. That's how it worked. I saw him. He, I saw. I saw it all happen. He was actually underneath the desk when he turned it on when I first got here. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of that going on today, there, Mav. How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Uh, crawling under desk. We got <laughs> other stuff with lube and strap-ons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. show is this starting out to be? Ah, we're getting excited today, brother. Let's go. <laughs> what, what What is up, dude? This is a uh, going to be a, a fun one, man. Um, I was like thinking last night, like, what are we going to have for the thumbnail? What's going to be for the show tomorrow? And then you know, it news just gets delivered to us on Thursday we sometimes do it, because How you we know doing? we were already thinking about some things, right? With the uh, PlayStation turmoil that seems to be happening yep. and all this kind of stuff. And we had but the then, partner preview from Xbox, yeah, which was cool, preview. which we're going to talk about, too. Yeah. Yep. And then the Xbox dropped the bomb about, hey, they got a new president, new president <laughs> of Xbox, Madam, Madam President, president. Sarah yes. Bond. Uh, yes. And also, uh, Booty got a promo, too. He, he did. Bro, Booty got some more um, some more responsibility there as well. It's, we're going to talk about that. We are. Um, so Killer. Yeah. Go. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting, <laughs> man. Like, um, it's weird that they'd be making all these moves when they're planning on going out of business in 2027. I don't understand it, Pong Soul. You know, everybody said they're gonna shut shop in 2027. 
they're gonna bring all these studios down with, that they acquired with them. I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get Satya's comments mm-hmm. about doubling mm-hmm. down. I don't understand all these things. What, what do they mean? No. How are they mm-hmm. gonna do all this when so they plan confused. to shut down in twenty twenty seven? I don't know. It's so so weird. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean I've just been uh playing games and hanging out and you know, working and stuff, but awesome to be here with you every Thursday. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite times of the week. Pong Soul, host of PM in the PM. Yes, sir. The one and only encyclopedia of gaming dating <laughs> back to the very first game ever created. The Diablo Carnosaur that is Woo. that is piling on more unique than any man ever before. <laughs> what is up, dude? I got one of the special uniques too, Mav. Did one you? Of the new ones. You got yes. it? Oh. Yes, I did, sir. I got one of the special uniques that uh, was created for season two. Um, thinking about redoing my whole class because of it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna see if I wind up doing that. But yeah, man, uh, what a week! What a week! I have been going to bed earlier. You and I have been missing each other because you've had your shows and been getting on later. And I, I had, again, I'm getting too old, yeah. man. I, I can't can't do too many nights in a row. Uh, but Diablo, I've been getting about an hour, uh, maybe an hour and a half in a night. Man, let me tell you something, Mab. What's really cool, and I'm not going to go on a whole Diablo thing because we've talked so much about it. But again, if you haven't jumped into Diablo 2 or Diablo 4 Season 2, uh, as of yet, I know there's a lot to play, but if you have any inkling towards Diablo and you just want to see if you're going to like it, now's the time to try it out. Um, our first, the, the when Diablo 4 first dropped before the season, we spent what, man, three weeks solid putting in massive hours into that game, right? And that was with my Rogue, and we hit, I hit level 84 before season one came out. Mm-hmm. It's been out for what? What is this, a week? Season two? I think so. It's been a week. Yeah. Week? Like yeah, that. a week. I've already let hit, hit level 80. Just to kind of give you guys and not put in as many hours as I did when initially dropped. So if you want any idea of how much more experience they are now giving you and letting you level up without the grind factor, that'll tell you everything you need to know right now. So I'm already level 80 with my Sork. Just absolutely loving it. Like I said, I'm thinking about redoing the whole class due to the special uniques that I got. We'll see. If I'm going to move that route, but uh, just having a blast in Diablo 4, man, have uh, pop back in Starfield, of course, home away from home, Starfield. Um, oh, it's drawing me back in, man. I'm having a really hard time because Diablo 4 is so damn good now and those uniques and all the cool treasures dropping everywhere really gets my juices flowing. But Starfield is still there right there and I want to play that. Um, but yeah, that's been my week. Otherwise, just paying attention to the news as much as possible and just moment after moment this week of the industry changing and we're going to we're going to get into it here Mav but we talked about this how ABK was going to shape Microsoft and Xbox and a lot of the industry going forward and it's going to take time but we're already seeing those ripple effects and it's 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 impossible to deny um a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight on the PlayStation side is still speculation because we don't know where they're moving, uh, you know, who's going to be in the positions that need to be filled now. That's going to tell us a lot. But obviously, the Xbox moves today tell us everything we need to know. And we're definitely going to talk about that. But man, love this industry. I put it out today. This industry is never boring. It doesn't seem to have any dull moments anymore. Sure, we have our weeks that are light on news. But overall, month to month, there is always something major happen. And 
let's be real. It's been a whole lot of green uh, for the past couple of years, a whole lot of Xbox news um, that's been dropping and it just continued this week. Uh, their partner preview, we'll get into it. Absolutely loved it. Shout out to Tina Amini, uh, new hire. I said it in our DMs, underrated hire by Phil Spencer. That probably will have a big impact behind the scenes that we aren't even aware of because ever since she joined that team, we have gotten directs and now we got these partner preview programs and both have knocked it out of the park as far as my opinion goes. And remember, she was just this hire out of IGN's team that nobody really had heard of a whole lot. Here she is building a team out that is changing the marketing, uh, at least the show marketing for Xbox. And that's going to drive a lot of their image going forward as they develop this stuff, because we're going to see more and more of these shows. So I'm excited to get down to talk. If you can't tell me, I've been holding on a lot um, all this week. Again, yeah. haven't talked to anybody really in party chat or anything where we do do a lot of discussion. So yeah, I'm ready to talk, man. This is exciting times, man. This really is. So yeah, it is. We, Crazy stuff yep. going. It's crazy stuff. Lots all over the place. Stuff, 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 stuff to talk about. Right. You wanna, you we wanna, do. You want to say hi to the chat? I can. I thought you were going to grab these member super chats. Yeah, let, Are you going to grab let, those? Let's grab make those. that a part of it for sure. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Otherwise, I can go through too as I do it. Let's do it. I'll do it that way, Mav. I'll grab the chat and grab these member super chats rolling on in ooh. here as well. So shout out to Dakato who is in here early. Dakato, always great to see you. And then we got Tony Grasso, the one and only Tony Grasso dropping in here with a member for 24 months of the speculators. Thank you very much, sir. As always says, I've never done anything for two years consecutively. Wow. Not even a job, Tony Grasso. Okay. All right. Well, hey, congratulations, right? You you were one of those people that likes change a lot, I bet. So, he's he's uh, a mover and a shaker. And a shaker. Yeah, there we go. That That's perfect. Tony Grasso. Uh, OCD Gamer, what is going on? We've got Serve in here. What's going on, Serve? Great to see you as always. Sanchez, MTZ Gaming dropping in here. Said, nah, Xbox shutting down tomorrow, according to Ponies. Yeah, well, we know their track record at this point. Uh, we got God Emperor Sofa King in the house. What's going on? It says PS is in shambles. We are going to see. I'm not ready to say that yet, but we are going to see what they do to replace some of these people that they are getting ready and getting let go. Um, I think there's some, there might be something bigger going on over at PlayStation 2, but we might speculate on that later. Uh, what oh, we got RSJ fan. What's going on, my friend? Great to have you in here. We got the one and the only Doom Reaper in here. What's going on, Doom? And we got the beautiful Miss Caitlin, who once again knocked it out of the park with our thumbnail and getting that tweet out there to let everybody know that we were going to go live in an hour. Thank you, Caitlin. As always, great to see you. David Weinholt, what is going on? He says, people said they shutting down Xbox console division in 2027 to go full third-party publisher on PlayStation Nintendo, not shutting down all of Xbox. Yeah, we, we know that, but that's still not the case whatsoever. Everybody's going third-party at some point. Just letting you know now, if you don't know, it's going to happen at some point in our lifetime. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Sensei Matrix. What's going on, Sensei Matrix? Sensei Matrix, shout out to you for uh, sending me. I had seen the insider gaming uh, breaking kind of confirmation about Connie, but I do appreciate you and everybody else who sends DMs with news. Do appreciate you, Sensei Matrix. Um, as always, thank you for being here. Mocha Smiley, what's going on, Mocha? Says started Diablo 4 last week, loving it. 
Yes. Yes. This was the time to start Diablo four. I'm glad you're having a great time. It is a beautiful game. First party too. Uh, Talos Ray. What is going on? Talos Ray RWK 88. Sup all sup to you, sir. Monster 530. What's going on? Monster. Always great to have you part of the show. The hooded Canuck. What's going on? Hooded. Great to see you in here. Uh, you said never played a dead space before. Now is the time to try dead space as well. Since the, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, and so that means you have EA Play, that means you got Dead Space the remake dropped on in there for you. Uh, but the older Dead Space means you are going to get back to our playthrough of Dead Space 3 and co-op. Uh, the, old, the other Dead Spaces are good as well, but man, oh man, if your first experience is the remake, whew, you are in for a treat. Uh, that's for sure. I'm, I've got it downloaded and I'm going to check it out at some point. Um, who else we got in here? We got Cyberwolf in the house. What's going on, Cyberwolf? Uh, we got AJH in the house. Great to see you, AJH. We got it's Timmy. It's Timmy is in here. What's going on? It's Timmy. We got the Stone King X. What's going on, Stone King X? Let's go. All this positive Xbox news. Congrats to Sarah Bond. That's right. That is Bond. Sarah Bond to everybody. Madam President, as of now, let's go. Uh, it is a good day for Xbox for sure. It's been a good couple of weeks for Xbox. Def Leopard is lurking. What's going on, Def? Always great to see you. Alvin. What's going on, Alvin? Always awesome to have you in here. Mozam Schmeek. Yeah. What's going on, Mozam Schmeek? Great to see you. Uh, who else we got in? We got Night Turtle in the house. What's going on, Night Turtle? Great to see you a part of our chat today. Uh, we got the Black Car Day. What's going on, Black Car Day? Uh, great to have you, brother, uh, in the chat as well. Matthew Gale. What is going on, Matthew Gale? Great to see you. Hi, everyone. Hi to you, sir. Uh, who else? We got the we got True Serum in here. What's going on, True Serum? A lot of people getting some True Serum lately around these streets. I'll tell you that much. Uh, who else? Ooh, let's see if I missed anybody else. Oh, we got the Polly Baba in the house. What's going on, Polly? Great to see you, sir. We got the one and only. We got the man with the biggest stick of them all. Be wary of what you put in chat because we got the one, the only boss mod lethal papa in the house tonight thank you for being here boss mod appreciate you sir uh infinity d okay what's going on infinity great to have you a part of our show we got andrew cullinane in the house andrew always great to see you oscar emilio a gonzalez what is going on oscar i love when you come in here with that full name uh thank you for dropping on in the chat and saying hi guys are all freaking amazing we got ghost fixer in the house What's going on ghost fixer uh we got mitchy dies a lot great to see you my friend as well uh let's see if i missed anybody else i think that's as far as i can go let's go to the bottom because y'all like to drop in here of course y'all did calorie calorie what's going on calorie great to see you spider-man 356 what's happening brother great to have you part of the show lewis jose wouldn't be a show without you dropping on here and we got a $5 super chat from the one and only Jay Rember. Thank you, Jay. Says, I'm going to share my conspiracy theory. What if Microsoft is ramping up their marketing to convince Take-Two to give them the marketing rights to GTA 6? Whew. I don't know if they have to ramp up their marketing. They're just going to have to drop off one of the largest amounts of money yeah. ever. They got to drop, they gotta <laughs> drop Jay, a big bag for that one. Yeah. But Jay, if that does happen, if Xbox happens to get the marketing rights now, personally, I believe take two is not going to sell their marketing rights to anybody because they don't have to. But if Xbox showed up 
with an unbelievable offer for them and got those marketing rights, boy, oh boy, 360 generation back in full effect. You would have Call of Duty and GTA back in the house as marketing rights. And of course, Call of Duty being first party now, which is a little different, but talk about power, right? That would be a huge power move on their part. Absolutely. 1000%. What if Sarah Bond goes on stage at the next like summer showcase and then reveals a GTA 6 (laughs) tattoo, right? What happens if they just bring back Peter Moore as a guest and he does it again? Oh, if you see Peter <laughs> Moore on stage at an Xbox thing, you know what's happening. Can you imagine, bro? That'd be so damn cool, bro. Uh, Eastside Vandal, I see you dropping in. We got Mogs E, yo, yo to you. We got Vic, the MF click in the house. What's going on? Click, always appreciate you, brother, dropping on in here. We got the one and only Jigga J in the house. What's going on, Jigga J? We got Onion Bro. What's going on, Onion Bro? Says, what up, ponies? That, I, I don't know. I don't know how many ponies are in here, but what up? Uh, we got Spartan Nay. 661 in the house. What's going on? Gee, was, that your, was that your pony? <laughs> get some more sounds like we're like a goat. Speaking of goats, we got KT Doug Goat in the house. What's going on, KT? Uh, great to have you jumping in here. We got Jesse B in the house. Jesse, it's not a show without you. We got Triz. You know what it is coming in here. Sup? Sup, Triz? Always, always awesome to see you guys in here. Duke Togo 13, what's going on? We got Dr. Dingle Nut in the house. One of the best names in the chat. What's going on? We got Dion Hayes in here. We got Cullen Prime showing on up. We got Bunty in the house. What's going on, Bunty? So many names, man. Bro, uh, something happened today. Is is the community a little excited? Ready to talk some news, man? What do you, you think? It's when you see the amount of people that are in the chat, but then they're actually in the chat. You know what I mean? Yes, like, they're not just lurking. Yeah, no, it's, it, you guys are amazing. Um, did you get Cyber Gamers member for nine months? I thought the show was about lube and strap-ons. No, I did not get that one. Thank you yeah. for get, grabbing yeah. that one, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we got more to talk about than lube and strap on. So I'll tell you that much. Cyber Gunter, great to see you. Mr. Seven Digit, what's going on? Great. Roshan Eppinger. God, man, some beautiful people in here. This is what it's all about. General Spartan 27, I see you dropping on in here, too. Off tomorrow, prepping to go hunting in Call of Duty multiplayer before the Modern Warfare 3 campaign drops next week. That's off to you, sir. DJD925. F the ponies. What good guys. <laughs> People are spicy. Oh, brother from another psycho. Nots dropping in here. I see you, psychonauts. People are spicy tonight. Mav. People yeah. are pumped up. We got Buzz dropping in here. We got Punty050 dropping here. We got Andrew Reeves in here. We got Boss Rod 70. Boss Red, excuse me, 77. TTS in here. We got Fuzzy Belvedere, the one and only brother from another dropping in here. We got Nino Vostic in the house. Poison maniacs here, everybody. Poison. What's going on? Yo, we got a lot of people in chat, Mav. Yo. Thank you all for being here. Listen, this is what it's all about. This is why we podcast. Mav and I would talk to each other the same way we talk on this podcast without the shout out to the chat, of course, because we wouldn't shout out imaginary people. But... The fact is, is this is why we're here. People are hyped, Mav. There is so much news this week. A lot of it great news for Xbox. Some of it discouraging, potentially news for PlayStation as well. But the community is fired up, ready to talk. ABK deal is signed, sealed, 
and delivered now. And it seems like Xbox is ramping up yet again, Mav. We saw obviously the sphere in Vegas last week. Uh, we saw, you know, them come out with the partner preview program out of the blue announced it a couple days later. We were, we had it. Yeah. This seems like the return of Xbox, man, uh, to the 2021 levels that we Ooh. saw prior to the ABK announcement. Ever, Remember that? Ever since the ABK deal <laughs> closed, it has been nuts. You got Sphere having Xbox stuff all over it. You have <laughs> the other random other trailer that came out of yes. nowhere, right? You had the mm-hmm. one that they did for ABK. Mm-hmm. And you had that one show up in Black yeah, Ops. Yeah, the live action one. That one too. Yep, and then the nostalgia you, one. Yeah. Yep. Then you also have now uh, this dropping of news of the reorganization and the structure going down to kind of incorporate this new transformed Xbox and be able to make sure everything is managed properly. There's still going to be questions about who's going to do some other things in the future after Bobby Kotick leaves, right? Um, at the end of this year, but. It's looking like some people that we feel like deserved their flowers are getting their flowers right now. They're getting their status. They're getting their promotions. Um, Phil has somewhat ascended yet again, even though it's the same title. Like the amount of basically when you're able to promote people to take responsibility from things you were having to do yourself before, it's kind of an ascension in and of itself because. You know, there's more uh, of a hierarchy developing here within Xbox to where now there's a new face of Xbox. President. Yeah. Sarah Madam Bond. President. Madam President Sarah Bond. So let's do this, Matt, because we've got over 200 beautiful people already in the chat. If you haven't hit that like button, please do so. It does help it. Business, Mav and I don't do a whole lot of business stuff, but if you could do that and share it out, please, I would love to see some more people in here tonight. But since we have so many people already filed in, seated, strapped up, ready to rock and roll tonight. Strapped on, ready to go. Let's go. Normally, we would start with some of the less positive news, but let's hop into this Microsoft stuff. Let's, let's, Let's do this. Let's hop into what happened today. Obviously, this was a big day. They were out in um, Santa Monica visiting Activision today, uh, part of their final trips. Um, And obviously we'll talk a little bit about this later, but uh, they had their investor call Satya talking about doubling down on gaming, talking about, they now have in-house 13, $1 billion plus franchises, IPs underneath their umbrella bro. From 2017 yeah. to now, think about just think about it. So, all that's been happening this week, and we'll touch on those uh, as well. But then the news came out today, and this, of course, comes via a really fantastic journalist who who probably doesn't get the flowers he should, but he has amazing contacts inside Microsoft, and of course, that's Tom Warren yeah. uh, of The Verge. One of my he favorite. dropped, yeah, yeah, amazing. Bro, just the dude spot on. The dude has integrity. The guy is genuine or at least comes off. Again, you never know somebody until you know them. But yeah. at the same time, we can only take what he does in the journalistic. And we have a lot of rants here about journalism in the video game industry. Tom Warren is one of those dudes that's upstanding, that does hold himself to a higher level. Um, and he came through with this huge bomb today. So I'm going to read this from The Verge today. Apologize if my camera goes funny i got a big white screen coming up because i gotta read this but um 
this comes way of the verge. This is what he dropped this morning. Um, Microsoft reorgs its Xbox and marketing marketing teams to prepare for an AI and gaming future. Microsoft is reorganizing its Xbox gaming and marketing leadership less than two weeks after acquiring Activision Blizzard. Microsoft is promoting Matt Booty to president of game content and studios, including the new responsibility of ZeniMax and Sarah Bond to Xbox president overseeing all Xbox platform and hardware work on the marketing side. Chief marketing officer, Chris uh, Caspicella is stepping down after 32 years at Microsoft. And this was obviously something he had planned, put out a tweet today, recognizing everybody that's taking over, talking about his time at Microsoft, 32 years, people, 32 years at Microsoft. He's got nothing left to do. He side note, I saw the video today, which I'd never known before. He was the dude that was on stage with Gates during the 98 Windows launch when it famously blue screened, got the blue screen of death on stage while they were demoing it. He was the dude there with Gates. So um, that's who uh, stepped down today. The Xbox changes meaning Booty will now lead an expanded organization inside Microsoft Gaming that now includes ZeniMax and Bethesda. ZeniMax, quote, ZeniMax will continue to operate as a limited integration entity led by Jamie Leader, president and CEO, reporting to Matt, explains Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer in an internal memo obtained by The Verge. Booty's expanded role should help Microsoft Gaming avoid scenarios like Redfall in the future with Microsoft clearly focusing on better collaboration between the teams it acquired with the ZeniMax Bethesda acquisition. Quote, great games are fundamental to everything we do, explained Spencer in his memo. We believe that an expanded gaming content organization, one that enables Xbox Game Studios and ZeniMax's development studios to collaborate effectively together, will empower those world-class studios to do their best work in growing our portfolio of games players love, end quote. Bond will now take over the hardware and software platforms of Xbox. Quote, to manage the platform of today and build the platform of tomorrow, we are bringing together the teams that will make this possible, explained Spencer. Sarah Bond will lead this team as president of Xbox, bringing together devices, player and creator experiences, platform engineering, strategy, business planning, data and analytics, and business development. Little side note here. Basically, what just happened is they created this role for Sarah, put her in that role, and then Phil offloaded a bunch of his yeah. old jobs down to Sarah as he is now, obviously, we already know, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. He just unloaded a bunch of those responsibilities to Sarah and created a new position as president of Xbox, filled that role with her, but that's what she's taking over. That's a whole lot. That is a whole lot of trust and faith in one person right there. That means whatever she's been doing behind the scenes, and we've seen some of it, but that means she's proven herself. She's walked in Phil's shoes right behind him, learning all the way, and she is now ready to take over this position. Huge confidence right here. Huge confidence yeah. in Sarah Bond, something that we've expressed previously that we thought she was ready for this, but my God, that list. Again, once again, I'll just read this one more time. Bringing together devices, player and creator experiences, platform engineering, strategy, business planning, data and analytics, and business development, all underneath her position. 
Crazy. Uh, Bond has been a rising star inside Xbox and Microsoft since joining in 2017, particularly behind the scenes of the recent acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Bond even appeared during the FTC versus Microsoft hearing to explain video games and Xbox business to Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley and her testimony. We talked about it when it happened, Mav. There was even an open mic moment that seemed like during one of the, the breaks, you could hear Judge Corley saying, that how much bond impressed her on the stand and how she could listen to her talk all day because of how well she explained the whole process in layman's terms so that judge Corley could understand huge. She was calm. She was collected throughout all of it and did a great job. So yeah, she was um, like super smooth on the stand. And I mean, like uh, she had like the judge wrapped around her fingers, just like Mm -hmm. escorting her along. Mm -hmm. just kind of like, that's what you want, dude. Absolutely. Uh, a uh, attorney's dream as a, as a star yeah. witness up there, for sure. Uh, Bond will now be responsible for the future of Xbox, both in hardware and software, which may include a redesigned discless Xbox Series X next year and the next and a next gen hybrid console in 2028. These Xbox leadership changes mean there will be more women in gaming leadership roles at Microsoft than men. Once Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activision Blizzard, departs at the end of 2023. Um, And then he goes on to show the new org chart, which I'm sure many of you saw being passed around on Twitter today. Phil Spencer at the top, CEO, Microsoft Gaming. Then you've got the uh, left side, which is Matt Booty, president of Game Content and Studios. Sarah Bond, president of Xbox. Dave McCarthy, who is chief uh, operating officer of Microsoft Gaming. Jarrett West, who is chief marketing officer of Microsoft Gaming. Amy Silverman, who is the chief... What is she? Chief Consumer Sales Officer at Microsoft. Bobby Kotick is still listed until he leaves as Chief Executive Officer of Activision Blizzard. And then you got Jocelyn Main, Chief of Staff for Microsoft Gaming. And on the right side, you got Cynthia Perley, Corporate Vice President of Human Resources. Uh, uh, Kari or Kari, I don't know which way she pronounces it. Perez, General Manager of Communications. You might have seen her this week. Out at uh, Blizzard, uh, she, her, Lulu, and Sarah all took a picture together. She uh, was the the redheaded lady yeah. uh, there. She is general manager of communications behind the scene. We don't see too much of her, but she's got an ultra important role. Um, so she was there. Uh, Linda Norman's uh, corporate vice president, uh, CELA, and corporate uh, Tim Stewart, corporate vice president of finance. So that's your new org. All of those people are reporting to Phil. Um, but obviously the restructure uh, obviously was huge uh, in what they did. So let me get rid of this real quick. Um, yeah. And, and over, Phil, yeah, Phil released yeah, a, uh, a memo and it kind of has a little bit of the hierarchy of like mm-hmm. who's reporting to Sarah and yes. stuff like that as well. Absolutely. And again, all of that stuff is you know, behind the scenes stuff, but it's important. Like I saw, I will get into it. Because there's people today, oh, how is Booty going to handle all these studios? Because there, we even had some criticism for Booty in the past. Booty's obviously got a team underneath him. It's not him alone. Like, he's got people underneath yeah. him that'll be helping out with the studios. But anyways, we'll get to that. Uh, over on the marketing side, Chief Marketing Officer uh, Capicella is stepping aside to make way for Takeshi Numoto. Takeshi has been at the heart of our cloud transformation, says Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella in an internal memorial to employees. I'm thrilled for him to step into the CMO role for Microsoft and drive our vision forward. Capicella has been at Microsoft for 32 years and famously appeared 
on stage alongside co-founder Bill Gates during a presentation where a pre-release version of Windows 98 crashed into the blue screen of death. Capicella has led marketing at Microsoft for decades throughout the transition to cloud, the launch of Xbox, and many more moments. Microsoft is also promoting Yusof Medi to Executive Vice President, Consumer Chief Marketing Officer, with a place on the senior leadership team, Medi first joined Microsoft in 1992, working on product management for Inter, uh, for Internet Explorer and Windows before helping lead Microsoft's entry into search with Bing. He's been involved in Surface, the Windows 10 launch, and the HoloLens headset. Yusef, quote, Yusef will serve as the champion of our end user experiences and build upon his work launching several of our AI-powered services to lead Microsoft Copilot product marketing explains Nadella in his memo. He will also continue to lead our search ad and news and devices and creativity customer solution areas. Uh, Microsoft is also moving its uh, consumer sales organization to Microsoft Gaming Team, led by Amy Silverman. This is the team responsible for Microsoft's consumer retail work. Amy's charter crosses all consumer products, including devices and creativity. Um, and all things gaming, explained Spencer. This team's focus will be to transform the gaming sales motions and attract new audiences across geographic mar- uh, markets. Microsoft will need to clear- carefully integrate Activision Blizzard into its Microsoft gaming division. Dave McCarthy, who is currently the chief operating operations officer of Microsoft gaming, will lead the efforts on a new operations side. We are now waiting on Microsoft to name a new Activision Blizzard CEO to replace Coach tick at the end of the year. Microsoft's reorgs here are clearly about its potential in gaming and AI. Quote, with our recently closed acquisition of Activision Blizzard King, we are doubling down on our gaming business, says Nadella. Microsoft closed its Activision uh, Blizzard acquisition earlier this month with plans to announce which games are coming to Xbox Game Pass in the coming month. Um, I don't think I need to read too much further. Warren goes on to explain how they're integrating AI into Windows and Office, all that kind of stuff. I think I have the majority down. I think everybody here understands now kind of where everything sits. But this, again, how I started the show, Mav, people out here talking about, you know, whether or not still to this day, which yeah. for those of us that have been following this make, makes no sense, but still to this day talking about all oh, Microsoft, Closed down by 2027. You heard the, you heard Phil. Uh, they're not all in on gaming. This is all this today. And I'm going to start here, man. And then I want to get your thoughts on it, but I want to start here with these moves today, right? The biggest thing is there was some people asking whether or not Sarah would take over Activision. Um, we, we kind of bantered this back and forth on a couple different shows. My thought always was sure that would make a lot of sense. Great experience for her, but if she is destined for Microsoft CEO of gaming to take over for Phil, when he does eventually step away, then I'd rather see her stay in a role that she can continue to learn from Phil, continue to build out Xbox and then work with whoever they put over at Activision and build that relationship. And that's exactly what they did today. But the one thing you need to understand is Zenimax has been a part of them for what? Two years now, Mav, a little over two years. Yeah. Um, Zenimax has been a part of it. They integrated them and now they've brought them completely underneath the umbrella with booty. They're still going to be limited. They are still on their own, but they are now reporting to booty. So what they're doing here is they are making sure 
that their org, that their organization is set up with continuity, which is vital when you're bringing on an Activision Blizzard King team of 15,000 or so employees. That is going to be massive, massive as far as to get them integrated into Microsoft and Xbox. You need continuity in your leadership team to make sure you are ready. And this solidifies exactly the philosophy that Phil has been bringing up since, well, since basically he started taking over Xbox. He has brought these people up with him, Sarah Bond, since 2017. They all understand each other. They all work well together. They all get the philosophy of what they're trying to do there. This is a stable groundwork to integrate this gigantic over doubling what they currently have, ABK. And I think this was vital for them to do. Loved what they did here. Loved that they solidified Sarah Bond as the future of Xbox as it stands right now. Obviously, nobody can see a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen down the road. But I believe the succession is pretty well established at this point. And you make sure, Mav, that as you try to incorporate ABK, that everybody from the top to the bottom of that management team is clear in the vision, is clear in the goals, and can make sure that they drive that forward into the next stage with ABK. And I think that that's what they did today. I think that was the plan from the beginning. These are the dominoes that fell, some of them, after ABK. This obviously was something that was in the wings waiting for ABK to get cleared and to get you know actually announced as official, signed. And now we start to see him fall. So, Mav, today when you heard the news and we got Matt Booty promotion and we got a Sarah Bond promotion and then we got the restructuring of the rest of the team on down, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this and what do you see this as doing for Xbox uh, going forward as the brand kind of, like we said, seems to be pressing on the gas here. We're full steam ahead yeah, now. That, what do you think here, brother? That was my initial impression, actually. is like they're moving fast with this, right? Yes. Like yep. sometimes these kind of things come out later. There's like, you know, months later, whatever. I mean, we're literally still, what, like two weeks removed from the ABK announcement that it was closed? Um, yep. Roughly around that time. And already a huge announcement of restructuring. Already some of the stuff we were speculating on, uh, about what is going to be Sarah Bond's role? Is she going to get the ABK thing, or like what? What? What is Matt Booty going to be doing? You know, in that meantime, we've had Pete Hines leave as well, and what does that mean for you know? Are they going to fill that role and all that kind of stuff? Um, which we kind of talked about. Maybe it was like just a a role that was like an honorary namesake. He didn't really have much control and all that kind of stuff anyway. And now you see kind of uh, all these things come into play. ABK is implementing. Phil's been take, taking his tour. Meanwhile, um, which you can already imagine has been something they've been discussing in the background for a while with all these plans. Uh, new roles uh, for uh, Matt Booty and uh, Sarah Bond. And it kind of coincides with, I think, when these decisions were officially maybe made or something. Maybe before that even, with Pete Hines leaving, right? Like, sorry, Pete. You know, uh, you weren't really on the team before with some of your comments and the way you're acting, you know. So now, you know, we got uh, Matt Booty's just going to, you know, 
look over the you know the president of Zenimax Bethesda. It'll be kind of just reporting to Matt, and then we're, we're, we got it, bro. Thanks for your service. Appreciate you. Um, you can go feel bad for PlayStation users somewhere else. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Pete, um, I love you, no matter what Matt yeah. says. I, but, I like the guy, too, but like <laughs> he just, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's like, He's, yeah, I he's, I, I he's, don't. he's, I don't. he's, he should be team green now. And, and you know, it's like we're personal he beliefs or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, he is yeah. what it is. However, we got this new leadership team now. That's some of the people that we learned even more about after all these, this ABK thing going on has really educated us on who some of these people are behind the scenes, not just what we have yes. criticized them for and things like that in the past. And Matt, Matt Booty is he's a ruthless guy, man. Behind the scenes, he is a killer. He, he, Stone he Cold, is, yeah. He's like, hey, this is it. Xbox. We need to kill the competition. We need to be number one. We we he should said be. We can outspend like, him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <and> guess what? <laughs> Microsoft went and spent seventy billion dollars, and they are outspending them. And Matt got what he wanted, right? And now he's even. Looking over the uh, things with Cinemax Bethesda, and that's also yeah. what they've talked about and stuff is about. This is going to kind of help the teams all work together and stuff like that yes. as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to you're you're kind of seeing this like long form um, transition. It's been a couple of years now. These uh, studios have been more used to working on the Microsoft umbrella. You know, they're getting more fused in together as one big ecosystem, right? Um, and that's interesting. And then, so we get to Sarah now, right? Yes. And we were wondering, like, what, what role is she going to take? Are they, she going to put over ABK or replace Bobby? Is, no, president of Xbox. Xbox. That is uh, insane, man. And I honestly think it's the best role. Because, like, I was talking about before when I didn't actually think it would be the necessarily the best thing for her to be over ABK. Because yeah. of what the things she was successful at doing so far was mm-hmm. building these partnerships with all of these other companies, these publishers, um, things she's been doing, ha- helping with these acquisitions, all this kind of stuff. She's been a big business driver behind the growth that Xbox has seen um, in the Phil Spencer era, really. and Especially in the East. Yes, too. in the East as well. So I kind of wanted her to have an expanded role upon that. And that's kind of what this is all about. It's still she's able to do all of those same things without being hamstrung by having to focus on one entity so much. So now, just like remember, it came out last week, Satya is being judged on all of Xbox and the growth. Mm-hmm. She is being judged on all of Xbox now, right? Like that is going to be her child. Xbox is her, Xbox is hers under Phil Spencer. Correct. That is a huge responsibility, and that is a huge. Uh, amount of trust to place into her and i think it is well placed trust as well Mm -hmm. because she Mm -hmm. has absolutely killed it ever since she has been on team xbox ever since she's been with microsoft here she has been doing the right things making the moves and things that have affected us as gamers positively right and so i will championing i will champion that all day long and she gets to the promotion and it's a it's a huge win for Xbox, I think, that they get to have her be have such a huge role because I honestly I think she's a killer too. You know, like yeah. I mean, she's nice and smiles and all this stuff, but 
I think she's calculated. She's super smart. She she understands the business. She understands what they need to do, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Right. Um, I I can't wait to see this new Xbox. Remember we talked about it before, Pong. Like we were already at the cusp of a new Xbox era, right? With yep. with the uh, Activision Max Bethesda acquisition Correct. after all these other acquisitions, and then once these games actually started to flow out and their pipeline started clicking. That was kind of like the start of the new Xbox. And then we talked about it before, like once like ABK gets folded into the mix, it's even doubling down upon that. And it's even going bigger and harder and stronger. And they're going to just keep expanding upon this and expanding upon it. Right. And, and now we have these people that have been essential to making all of this happen, getting larger roles and we're now the CEO of Microsoft, who is now also being judged more so on the growth entirely of Xbox, uh, is doubling down on it. And that's after they doubled down on it. <laughs> after they <laughs> so, like, triple, quadrupled down on it from that, 2017. And you, and you look at this as like, what does that mean? You're like, I mean, yeah. really? That, I mean, they are going, they are going full in on this. And the other aspect of this, yeah. I think, is like from Phil Spencer's perspective. Like, okay, so. You're handing off more responsibilities to other people on the Xbox side. What does that yep. mean for him? You got to look at the stuff that they're taking on mobile, all of these other things, yes. trying to grow all of that. Yes. I think it's going to take a huge amount of focus from him as well it to is. implement all of this stuff. And he's going to have more people that are going to be reporting to him as well with all these different things going on. So you're, you're kind of creating this uh, chain of command, right? Where everything mm. has to flow in a, in a proper way to get the, the right decisions made and and everything's got to be like on the same page from hardware to cloud services to software to games content and all these things have to intersync and line up at times uh, properly right uh, so you got to have all these checks and balances and and people communicating right and i think that's just what the ultimate goal is here and i think they made chose the right people made the right decisions uh to help keep growing that's what it's all yeah, about they- right they created stability, like I said, uh, is what I think is what's most important. Uh, there's not stability is easy to lose in this industry because of how many people yeah. move around and leave and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And like I said, when you when you're making a purchase like ABK and trying to integrate a a gigantic company like that into your already big company. You need that stability, and I think that's what it did today. Uh, Sarah Bond did put out a tweet today, too, that simply said, Xbox, period. It's an honor, period, always. And then she put a green heart. Um, Booty, I know, again, we've criticized Booty here, Matt, back in the day um, for a lot of different things. We didn't know if he could handle as many studios as handle. Again, for people who don't know, Booty ran Midway, okay? Midway Games. Yeah. Um, Before they went under and all that kind of stuff. Booty has the experience, right? I, after finding out, like you said, Matt, behind the scenes, who Booty is in emails and who Booty is in the corporate world, I don't have as, I don't have as much trepidation when it comes to Booty taking over an expanded role, because again, it's not going to be him alone. He's got a team underneath him. Now, we don't know necessarily the names underneath Booty and you know who exactly is reporting to Booty. I mean, I'm sure we do if I dig deep enough in the org charts. But what I'm saying is that he's going to have a team that helps him out here. But I think Booty can handle the expanded role. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of confidence 
in Phil and the rest of Xbox in Booty as well. Now, whether or not that's misplaced, I guess we will find out down the road, um, as we have seen happen in the past with other people. But I think as of right now, this is a huge, huge stamp of approval for what Booty has been doing behind the scenes. You're giving him more power. You're now giving him Zenimax. And, you know, they're still going to report him. They're still going to be limited in, you know, they're not going to be fully integrated. They do run. They're still going to publish on their own and all that kind of stuff, but they are going to report to booty. So I I'm happy for booty. I, you know, I put out a congrats tweet to him. I'm happy for booty. If, if Phil believes he can do this job, if everybody else believes he can do this job, then so be it until he falls on his face. I can't say anything from the outside looking in. So I'm going to 100% behind this booty move. And I can't wait to see how and what him and his team do going forward. Because like you said, Mab, I think the big thing today was Phil coming out in his internal memo talking about now that we have this role and now that Zenimax has been brought more into the fold, the partnership between Xbox Game Studios and Zenimax can happen even more. And when we talk about things like Obsidian making a new Fallout New Vegas 2 or whatever the case may be, this is one of those moves that makes that a bigger possibility down the road. Whether or not that ever happens, again, it's another wait and see. But this is one of those things that needs to happen to, okay, you guys are part of the team, but you're still over there on your island. You're still hanging out, doing your thing. You know, great. Now you're over here with us. Now it's like, hey... Hey, we got some ideas. You know, let's talk about this. You're now fully integrated or not fully integrated, but you're now underneath the umbrella. You're now got booty one, you know, one voice from the top saying, hey, let's talk about these things. Let's see if we can work something out. Let's see if we can partner up and do some stuff. So I'm happy with the booty. Yeah, I, I was Sorry, a little but, hard on booty before. Oh, we both were, bro. Yeah, we but, both have been hard on booty. You know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't a huge booty fan, but now I like booty. Right. I think we all like booty at some point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like booty. <laughs> I know the chat, lo- chat loves when booty yeah, conversations go. It's just easier. If I just said mad all the time, it's just, it's not the same. I like, I like using last names. Booty. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You, you've been hard on booty. I've been hard on booty. <laughs> yeah. Pause. We've both been hard on booty. <laughs> we, you know, uh, but we're on we, board. We've, had, we've been, cr- we've had some criticisms <laughs> of booty in the past, you know? <laughs> But now it's more confidence uh, of booty, you know. RL side goes. Can y'all just call him Matthew? God no, I'm not going. To do well, you know, we saw we saw behind the curtain how savage the booty was. Yeah, right. We have right. That, that, that's a killer booty right there. It is. You know. <laughs> All right. Enough booty jokes. I mean, he goes. <laughs> go. I mean, that booty goes hard. Does goes. goes hard in the paint. Um, all right. So moving on, Sarah Bond. Um, I said a lot when I kind of, uh, you know, approached the subject, but Sarah Bond, this is the natural evolution for her. Now that they've made the decision to keep her underneath the Xbox umbrella, not give her Activision. This was natural evolution. She learned the ropes behind Phil. She established herself, like you said, Mav, in developing relationships, in getting content for the platform. She learned all of that. I know some people have have some concerns over Sarah. I've seen it in the community. Not everybody is sold on Sarah Bond as being the head 
um, you know, taking over Phil's role one day. Um, and some of it is because she didn't come from a gaming background, right? She came from outside the gaming sphere um, when she joined Xbox in 2017. Some she, people don't she, think that she she is a gamer, ahead. though. She is a gamer. But the big thing I will say about Sarah is that she has embraced what it means to be a gamer. She has embraced the community. She's embraced Phil's philosophy because her own philosophy, even if it's not built on gaming specifically in her career up until 2017, when she joined Xbox, she has that same mentality that the consumers are important, that having a face out in the community is important. And she has obviously done that 100%. I think she is a freaking fantastic steward of this brand. I think that now she's learned the the kind of the salesmanship and also the partnerships role with how she's been. And now she goes into the hardware side as well. Now she gets to learn, which I'm sure she's already has been. But what I'm saying is now she takes over as the main decision maker for the hardware side of things, which is still important. And going forward, may be expanded as they branch out into more areas with Xbox, right? If they get a streaming device, right? The puck that everybody talked about. If they move in that direction, she's going to be responsible for that. But now she is solidified as, yes, you are going to be the prime decision maker. This is the natural evolution for Sarah. And why I say that this is obviously now the succession to Phil's role, she's going to have it all covered. She's going to have learned it by the time Phil steps away. She's going to have hands-on experience at every level of the upper management part of Xbox and what it means to take over this brand. And I think that that's the most important part, but I believe she's a great steward. Again, I know people are out here celebrating that she's female, um, that obviously uh, that she is a person of color. They, they, they are celebrating all those things. To me, I'm old school. None of those things matter to me. What matters is, can you do the job? Are you good at what you do? Do you have the talent? Is that why you're in that role? And she's all of that. She's all of that, plus all the other things people want to celebrate. It is a complete package when it comes to Sarah Bond. Sarah Bond represents the future of Xbox, and I think she's going to do a great job. I am more than ecstatic to see her take on this role. I'm more than ecstatic to see her expand out and see what she can do now being in charge of not just, you know, going, you know, not just grabbing content all the time, not just the community roles, but also the role of making massive decisions for the future of Xbox in the hardware sector as well. On top of all the other stuff that data analytics and all that kind of stuff that you saw, she's got, she's got a big role. Um, but I'm happy for Sarah Bond. Mav, when you, when you look at today's announcement and the timing of it, you spoke on this a little bit. And I want to kind of, if you've got any more here, I want you to kind of dive into it. The speed at which all this is happening, Mav, is this surprising to you or does this line up with the conversations that we had that so much was riding on ABK that ABK, why I said Satya was never going to let this deal die. Yeah. That if they had to go scorched earth, I believe that was discussed at some point mm -hmm. because this deal meant so much to them. So when you see what's happening today, the speed at which is happening, like you said, they're, they're all, they're all visiting Activision. It's not like this all happened. Like 
like you said, obviously this has been in the works. This was all lined up behind ABK, just waiting for ABK to drop. But they got it all, they're getting it all out there before even the new year, right? And I think that says something. Does that say something to you about what they're trying to do here and establish? Yeah, I mean, they're they're like I said, they're trying to move fast with this. They're they're trying to establish this early on so there's not a lot of moving pieces later probably as well and create confusions and different dynamics and and they want to get this new era of xbox kicked off with the people in charge making the decisions that are going to reflect on them in the future right like uh you do this deal now you, you do this promotion now because this is a new xbox right we talked before i i kept calling this a a transformational acquisition, right? It's a completely different beast than a Zenimax Bethesda, which is adding a great pipeline and adding some technology, adding a lot of amazing studios and stuff, some of the most beloved franchises in, in gaming history. Yeah, that's all great, right? But you you add ABK, it's that's a $70 billion acquisition, three times the amount of employees pretty much that Xbox and Zenimax Bethesda had already together uh, combined. Um, you're stepping more into mobile with this. You're you're increasing your footprint on PC. All of these aspects, all of these things have huge weight to them. And you're folding in and it's you're, you're basically bringing in a company uh, that in size of employees and stuff was bigger than the division and within Microsoft in itself, right? So you're you're going and you're quadrupling your size by doing this. So that I've always thought of this as not just acquiring a game uh, like a game studios, right, or acquiring this or that, like for Call of Duty or whatever. This is a Xbox and Microsoft gaming transformational acquisition to where it is now a another monster altogether, capable of way more than they've ever had before. And with the amount of money that Microsoft has invested into this, with the pillar that Xbox already had become recent years, now it is a standing strong, super large column pillar, whatever you want to say, of, of Microsoft. And where they are doubling and tripling down on this um, as the consumer-focused brand within Microsoft, right? And that is going to be their olive branch and their way of getting access to all these users and, and have different um, mechanisms of access to users across multiple different devices and platforms and stuff. So this marked a new day, and there's going to be so many decisions made that are going to impact the future, and it's about getting these pieces in the right place early on to where everything that happens from here on out is reflective of the people that are making them instead of other people and, and miss all oh, the mismanagement or, you know, this person did this, then I took over, then this person and we're all kind of fumbling upon each other. You got to get this right. You know, you, you can't have a bunch of like trial and error, like mishaps. And there's going to be some obviously, but like fumbling something like this large because of, you know, well, we didn't really look at that studio too closely or, or something like that. You got to you got to get this right. I mean, this is a, one of the most beloved uh, companies from gamers in the past. Uh, some criticisms for sure, for definitely a lot of reasons. But some of these franchises and brands, when you talk about Blizzard and, and ABK with Call of Duty and stuff, it just runs deep into gaming history. And they got it. They got to get this right and they got to do it right to be able to grow, to achieve 
what they keep talking about is reaching all the players around the world and all these different devices. So uh, I think the key aspect for me, like the Matt Booty transition is more of like natural, right? It's more of like a, okay, yeah, you're, you're doing your job, yep. which um, to be honest, we, we didn't, I didn't give them enough credit before. Cause when you think about the success that they've had with not just all these other new IPs that they've formed in recent years, but also successful live service and games of service games that are still ongoing and keeping the support going and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, like he's, he's, he's achieved that. And that's something that Sony can't do and has proven that they can't do yet. And they're trying to now, but like, he's a good reason why that's all happened, right? He's been in, in charge of all those studios, basically all reporting to him. And um, now he's reaping the benefits of that. Zenimax Bethesda, uh, we'll ultimately report to him as well. Um, so that's kind of like a natural thing now. But when you when you look at Sarah Bond, I think it's going to have the biggest impact because the the right. biggest Correct. the biggest key to this, I think, is when they use the word platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's going to be like where all the ecosystems at Xbox exist, um, yep. and all of these things. And the people are saying Xbox is going to get out of the console hardware game and all that kind of stuff. Maybe one day, eventually, when there's no reason to have Everybody the hardware is. anymore. But yep. you got to think about this until it, until they realize that it's not going to matter. It's always going to be there because for for a console, and I'm talking to all the console fans out there because I'm I'm one too, right? Yes, they're growing on PC. Yeah, they're trying to do mobile and they're trying to do all this other stuff, but. They still know that the majority of their Game Pass subscribers and the majority of gamers that spend the most money on the Xbox ecosystem right now are console players. And with them being this invested into gaming, yep, having a piece of hardware dedicated for that is going to be a focus for them. This cements that. This doesn't get away from it like some people are saying. This doubles down on it. Microsoft is that much more invested into gaming than they've ever been before. They are going to have dedicated gaming devices as an option for their consumers. They might even have more now because of this. They might even have more options now because of this. That handheld that we saw in that pyramid thing that seemed like out of reach for them at the time, that Mm -hmm. might be a thing now, right? Sarah Bond can make that happen. She has the power to potentially make that happen. You see marketing budgets increasing. You see all this stuff happening all over the place. They are doubling down on the Xbox ecosystem. Yes, they may still put some of their games in more places in the future and do some different stuff like that, but having the brand of Xbox is going to be more, it's going to be hardware, it's going to be uh, platforms, it's going to be services, it's going to be partnership deals, it's going to be Game Pass, it's going to be all of these different things that she is now focused on growing all as a whole together. So it's going to be amazing to see, dude. And I can't wait to see what they come up with and what her vision is. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she will be able to implement her vision now. And like I said, I think the big thing speed wise to do this is because the ABK transition starts now and you want those same voices as one to remain focused and not have any changes and they all are speaking the same language in that management team because they have all come up together in different time frames, but they all believe in that goal that Phil and Satya have set forth and put into place. They all believe in it. 
and they all have that focus and they all want it. Now they might have different ideas. Sarah might have different ideas down the road about where Xbox needs to grow or where they need to kind of get into. But overall, the philosophy stays the same. And like Sappho said, and this is something we talked about Sappho too, is it is a going to be a giant chore to integrate ABK into that same philosophy. They have a lot to work, a lot of work to do with ABK to change the culture over there that has been in place for a long time. The stink of what Kotick allowed to happen is not gone just because they fired a bunch of people over there. It still lingers and they've got to open up the windows and they've got to air it out. Like I said, I'm sure Phil and his team have a list of people. They'll be talking to Yabara. They'll be talking to Ferguson. They'll be talking to a bunch of heads over there and finding out who's left, who needs to go, who's potentially a problem. And they're going to continue to air that place out. Meanwhile, also trying to get these people, 15,000 plus people to understand the culture that they're coming into at Microsoft and Xbox and what that means. And that is a giant, giant chore to do. I mean, it's a giant job that they have ahead of them. Having your management team solidified, understanding what everybody's role is, promoting the people who have been there that have made this happen up to this point and making sure all the voices talk in unison. When Sarah says something, you better believe it's something that Phil would probably say, maybe in a different way, but you better believe it's going to lead to the same goal at the end of the day. And so when they go to ABK, when they talk to ABK, when they start that transition process, everybody's going to understand that and everybody's going to know what that means. And so I think that that's a big um, momentum gainer for them by having this in place. So I think that's why the speed here was necessary. Then they wanted to get this in place and make sure, because eventually, eventually what they did with Zenimax, they're probably going to do with ABK once they get things settled. Now, this is going to be years down the road, I imagine, because of how long it's going to take, but they eventually will bring ABK into the fold more so as well. Next big move is who heads up Activision Blizzard King. Do they keep Activision Blizzard King as one? Do they separate them? I think personally they keep them as one for the time being. I think that maybe they separate them down the road. I still think Yabar is in in, in play. Yabar has been really communicative on uh, socials yeah. lately. Um, he's really taken that leadership role, which is his role right now as head of Blizzard. But does it? do I think he's got the potential to head up Activision as a whole, ABK as a whole? Yeah, I do. I think Yabara could be the one, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where they're going to go. Um, just really good stuff here. I want to roll, Mav, right into Satya comments as well, because Satya had an interview this week. Um, uh, he did an interview uh, at Axel Springer's Berlin headquarters, and they talked about his childhood. They talked about his relationship with his dad. Like This was a wide-ranging kind of interview, but obviously. Obviously, ABK did come up, and we've already we've already said a couple of his quotes, but I, I thought it was interesting some of the stuff, um, what he had to say here. So, um, let me get to that point real quick. I had it, but then of course it got lost. So now uh, they ask him now that the Activision Blizzard deal has finally been approved, why is it so important? Sixty billion is quite a price. Santi says, "quote It is, but we're really excited about it. For us, there are a few things that go all the way back for us as a company. Gaming is one, right?" 
when I think about Microsoft, I think about, I think of perhaps developer tools, proprietary software and gaming. Those are the three things that we've done from the very beginning. And so to us, gaming is the one place where we think we have a real contribution to make in consumer markets. Again, remember Microsoft is generally considered a business to business. They've never had that consumer front facing market. Um, they've tried, but they've really never succeeded. Gaming gives them that inroad. If I look at it, the amount of time people allocate to gaming is going up and Gen Z is going to do more of that. The way games are made, the way the games are delivered is changing radically, whether it's mobile or consoles or PCs or even the cloud. So we're looking forward to really doubling down both as a game producer and a publisher. Now we'll be one of the largest game publishers and also as a company that's building platforms for it. And, he, and they went on to ask him um, where he thinks the biggest potential is for Microsoft. And he went to AI right away. The reason why I bring that up, Mav, is because AI was obviously a focus. People talked about it too here. And I think they're going to integrate AI into gaming. Um, I think that's I think it's probably already happening behind the scenes. Um, we've heard the next console could be a cloud hybrid type console, which would open up the doors for an AI. They're supposedly going to introduce their own new AI chip, um, which I said, put that in the console. You'd be the only gaming console on the market yeah. that probably has an AI chip, right? Um, pretty impressive stuff if they learn how to do it. But Sati, again, the thing I want to focus on here, Mav, is he doesn't say we've already doubled down on gaming. He says, I'm looking forward to doubling down. I'm looking forward to doubling down, not only as a producer of games, but as a publisher of games. And oh, yes, also, we will do the hardware as well, platforms, right? We, we will continue to produce platforms as well for gaming. Talks about gaming continuing to grow, math, something we've heard throughout the industry. Satya doubling, we're going to double down, math. Yeah. This ABK deal, I don't. Never say never, but I think this will be the biggest acquisition of Microsoft, right? I don't think they're going to make another one this big in gaming, but again, never say never. But I think that this now marks the spot where everybody's on board, everybody's sold. They already were, but this is the this is the cement that come, makes that all come together. And now gaming is one of the main pillars of Microsoft Corp. So that means heavy investment into that area continues forward, right, Mav? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think AI is like the next big, you know, thing, obviously, yeah. with the all these tech companies and stuff like that. And, you know, Microsoft kind of got out there with a the foothold first with the, Bing, with the Bing thing, right, going on. Uh, chat gbt all that kind of stuff uh, behind the scenes and now you have you know all the talk in the past about machine learning and all these kind of things and you know the hot talk before was cloud now you, you talk about ai now you talk about combining those things right and uh future technology that's kind of where things are going their their ecosystem with uh like office and all that has moved into the cloud um and they i think they had like a 40 something percent growth in office or something mm -hmm. some crazy things are going on or with the cloud i can't remember and they said it was because of office or something i i don't remember Correct. on their financials but like there was a massive growth in all those areas right and um they're going to be able to utilize that stuff so um this is some of the reasons that like you kind of i i don't necessarily mind when 
these acquisitions happen sometimes from big tech, especially one that's already involved with the with gaming like they are now where we know yes. and they have an understanding of where they're putting their games and what they're talking about and putting the games in different places and all these other things, making them more accessible and all that. Because you're you think about the possibilities of implementing the technologies and like pushing things forward, which Microsoft has done many times with Xbox um, in the past, you know, first to party chat, first to Xbox Live, first to cloud, first to all these different things, right? So are we going to see that with AI and gaming? And I think that's really the next thing, right? Um, cloud's yeah, already kind is. of cemented as a thing that's going to keep growing and establish and get better, but the AI is the next. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a big deal. Um, again, 13 billion or 13, 1 billion plus franchises, IPs now underneath this umbrella. Um, Clobrio put out a post today. Shout out to Clobrio, uh, of course, um, put out a post today that over 45 million people have already signed up for Call of Duty Mobile which launches next year, Mav. Yeah. And we know the mobile market is the next big battle. They are going after Google and Apple. ABK, from the beginning, we said what they were saying was the truth. Mobile number one, PC number two, console number three. That was the order in which they thought of ABK. That mobile space is ripe. That mobile space prints money as much as we, as enthusiasts of gaming, can mock it, or dismiss it whatever you whatever you do mobile is key and 45 million people have already signed up for it the mobile market is dwarfs the console and pc market now dwarfs it yeah dwarfs them combined dwarfs it combined it's just going to keep growing crazy yeah it's going to keep growing um there is no more doubt where microsoft is with gaming um this is it they are in yeah uh, this abk deal as phil described it is an accelerator to their plans. That's another reason why we see things moving so fast. Dominoes falling left and right is because of ABK closing. They are now accelerating that process. We should get a store mobile store next year sometime, according to Tom Warren. Again, before the delay, before the extra regulatory process, he was talking about March. We'll see whether or not that March, April period uh, for a mobile store, we'll see if they still move forward with that or if that's been delayed kind of because of um, how long it took them to close this deal. Um, but otherwise, yeah, they're they're coming. They're coming on all fronts. They pause, pause, but they are. They're coming for everybody right now. They are going to take on everybody. They want PC. They want a bigger piece of the PC pie, want a bigger piece of the mobile pie. And they obviously want a bigger piece of the console pie depending on how you describe that to them. If you're in game pass, you're part of the ecosystem, right? That's all that matters to them. And we got word this week, Mav. Was it this week or was it last week that we actually got this? This one news starts flowing together that I think it was last week. Cause I think we talked about it or we talked about it later in the week. Um, they had their biggest one day subscriber increase on game pass when Starfield yeah. launched. Their biggest one-day increase in subscribers ever uh, when yeah. Starfield launched. Starfield, one game, obviously a big one. We talked about here all the time about what Bethesda could do, what a Todd Howard game could do specifically. That shows you all that you need to see of what they're trying to do here. Now it's about them keeping those subscribers 
right? That that retention that they're going to have to have. It's great to say that you had the biggest one day increase in subscriber count, but now you got to retain them. What's that going to what's that going to entail? Content. And the more you integrate more different places, PC, console, mobile in the future, don't don't doubt for a second. Mobile Game Pass is coming, folks. Mobile yeah. Game Pass is going to come. They got to compete they with start Apple, integrating Arcade, it. Google Play, all that stuff. Correct. But they're going to have it all integrated, Map. One yeah. thing that we talk about that other places always ignore when they talk about Xbox is the integration. We talked about it with that commercial with, with, with Xbox Live and the messaging and all that kind of stuff, the community integrated. But the other fact is I can go from Starfield on my PC to my console flawlessly between the two. That kind of stuff is going to happen overall. And then you throw an AI into that as well. You throw in Windows, you throw in all this kind of stuff. You can see what Microsoft is attempting to do here. They're going to attempt to have one giant ecosystem eventually, yeah. right? Where you're just, if you're in Microsoft, you got access to everything that comes with that, right? Whether you're gaming, whether you're doing Excel sheets, whether you're word processing, it doesn't matter. You're going to have it all at your fingertips wherever you are logging in. Phones. PCs, cloud devices, it doesn't matter. Consoles, it's all going to be there for it's you. It's funny, Pong. It's almost Crazy. like we were having these discussions three years ago. Almost, brother. Almost. Almost, man. Oh, yo, it's it is it is strange, man, but it's it, it it's fun to watch this go on. Yeah. And again, none of this is guaranteed success. Things could fall apart rapidly with a couple bad decisions, right? That's the part about all of this. Like they are stitching this together as they go to try to try to create this beautiful blanket. But in the day, you could wind up with a lopsided, ugly throw throw rug. Right. And you you'd go, well, that's not what we planned. It could all turn sideways. But this is what excites us. And this is why we talk about this stuff and speculate about this stuff all the time. Right, Mav? is because we love watching this. This is a game changer, pun intended, for the industry. And what it's going to look like for the digital future overall going forward. Whether you think that's dystopian or utopian or something in between, well, that's up to you. That's your perspective. But at the end of the day, they are trying something here that's never been done before. And they gaming is one of the avenues that they're going for. And to us as consumers, as gamers, I'm excited. Yeah. Because that means we're going to get a lot of benefits out of this. And we're already seeing them. So I can't wait, brother. It's yeah. fun, man. It's mm. fun stuff. It is mm. super fun. I can't. Oh man, it's, I can't wait to see all the new games that get announced over the years and uh, uh, other acquisitions that happen that get folded into the whole ecosystem and all of this stuff. It's it's still it's not over, right? No, I mean, no, <laughs> they're just starting. They, yeah. they really are. They're this just is starting. The start of the new thing, <laughs> right? Correct. This yep. is, you know, they, they had a long-term goal, right? To kind of get to a certain place to where they could really start this new ideas, right? And they just accelerated it with ABK. And they're transforming the company to into something much bigger than it ever mm -hmm. was and that it would have taken them years to get to now. And uh, they did that with this hard fought battle and this is why they fought so hard for it and why we thought they were never going to let it die. Um, if they, we said like, if they want this deal to happen, if they really think it's a core pillar of what they want to do, they're, 
they're not going to let regulators or whatever like stupid arguments they have. They would fight it tooth and nail all along the way, and uh, it, it's done, you know. So, and now you, now we're starting to see the first moves, the first chess moves, you know. This like this new face. I, I I am wondering if we're going to see less of Phil, like as a forward facing at like some of the mm. shows and stuff like that, you know, like yeah, that's an interesting because question. president of mm. Xbox. Right, president yes. of content and serv uh, and, and uh, services or whatever uh, the foodie's title is, um, you know, president of Xbox is she going to be the main focus there at the shows and not and not and not Phil? Is this kind of going to have him focus on some other things and not show higher up level stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, yeah. you know. I mean, and and if say, it's in the back of my mind, that's one of the other things I thought about is like. Which is like, in a way, it's kind of a point. sad thing. Maybe it's like a little yeah. bit of an end of an era, potentially, um, just because of her title. Now, is that going? I mean, what? We could still see him at every single thing. It may not may not change. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I don't know, but it may also. But I think it might. You might be onto something here, Matt. I, I guess I really didn't even consider that uh, about what this means because Phil's role is evolving as well. He had already taken the title, but. Now that he's passed some of this down to Sarah, does that mean an Xbox events will be headed up by Sarah? Not that Phil will never show up. I mean, I mean she's again, kind Phil's of a gamer. in charge of it, right? She's yeah, she's in charge of it. You know, so I, I does think that, he wants yeah, her to get yeah. her flowers and and, and stuff yeah. for like what she does. She does. I mean, like yeah, I could I could definitely see that being the case, Mav, and I could see we seeing Phil. More so when new initiatives come forward in yeah. the gaming overall space, like mobile PC, then I can see Phil taking the leads there. Um, but as far as Xbox showcases, Xbox, you know, new announcements, that kind of stuff, those old interviews that Phil did, yeah, Sarah could be the one on the couch, right? Sarah, Sarah definitely could be the one on the couch talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right, Matt. Yeah, good, it was a thought point, I was right? thinking about earlier, yeah. and I was like, and and that's the only like potentially sad thing for me in the back of my mind is like, because not not that he's gone or going away. I mean, in fact, he's at like, but like, uh, just for that era, this of when the from the moment that Xbox was like at their lowest point, right? Yeah. And maybe they even weren't at their lowest yet, but they were on their way to the lowest point, and like, Matrick was out and and all this stuff, and then they. And then Satya named uh, Phil Spencer as head of Xbox, right? And, and then you see him show up and kind of give this like mission statement about how he's going to turn things around and about what his goals were, right? About I'm going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then hearing and, and, and knowing about the battles he had to battle within Microsoft itself to even try and get these things accomplished, right? That one that mm-hmm. wanted to potentially just shut it down and and stuff, to go to go from that being at the head of Xbox to then getting another promotion, right? And, and I think there was yep. one in between the head of Xbox and to, and uh, Microsoft CEO of gaming. There was another title uh, potentially in there somewhere. Um, but he had gotten that initial title, and it was like, okay, you know, Xbox was what it was. It started making moves, you know, implements Game Pass, you know. Uh, starts acquiring studios, um, does the Xbox One X, you know, the, does all these things, brings in, I'm I'm not sure who's responsible for bringing in people like Sarah, you know, and stuff like that, but um, it, she was put in the fold under under Phil and stuff like that, right? Um, 
and you see this team really kind of come back and grow and um, fight all these odds, have like these ups and downs along the way. And um, uh, he's the face of it. He uh, Every step of the way when there was criticism to be had, he would stand up there and take the L, you know? And when there was success to be had, he was there to celebrate to celebrate all these moments. He was there to championing all these new studios, to usher them along, to welcome them, uh, to kind of be the face. To uh, when things went bad, he's up there being like, "Look, you know, I got to do better. Sorry, you know." And then people are like, "Oh, you got to stop apologizing. Just do better." You know, all, all these things along the way. And then you see the reinvestment from Microsoft into gaming that you know, essentially, I guess he had to talk him into or whatever. And you see all this. All of this, and, and now ABK gets acquired, and you know already already after Zenimax Bethesda, he was appointed to CEO of Microsoft Gaming, so that was already a big step. And then now you see a new president of Xbox. This is the first time that somebody else has held that kind of title since Phil Spencer, right? Like she right. she's president of Xbox now, mm-hmm. right? It reminds me a lot of when Phil got the title head of Xbox, you know, and it was a it was a turning point and a, and a moment. Now back then it was more of like a desperation, like Microsoft was in like they had to pick somebody, you know. Right. They picked this guy that was really passionate about gaming, right? That had potentially a vision, and he was a lifer at Microsoft and stuff, you know. Um, but I think Sarah's proven her proven her metal over the last uh, few years. And, you know, really kind of became a core focus and huge factor into the growth of everything that we've seen. So maybe it's going to be her. That's the majority of the face that we're seeing now. Right. Yep. It's it's yep. going to be interesting, but it makes sense, know, the, bro. It does. We'll see. It, it's a bit. It's a big change. Um, And we're going to see it. Uh, we're going to see that, it take place yeah. before our very eyes. <laughs> and, and not that he's going to wear. We're still going to see no. Spencer. No, uh, no, 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 sure, no. But Phil, like, yeah, no. Just like Absolutely. at every summer showcase thing or whatever, I I, I don't know, you know. It'd be hey, interesting hey, with, to see. With great power comes great responsibility, and Sarah's now got it. And so those L's or those W's are going to be on her shoulders, and that's yeah. a part of that position, right? So, and again, as a person, from what I've seen from Sarah, she is a lot like Phil, and I believe she is perfect to do that same kind of. She's watched Phil take the hits. And take the celebration, but Phil, when he takes the celebration, he passes it to the teams, yeah. right? And Sarah seems to be that same type of person. And when the L's come, when the hits come, he's there to take them for the team and say, this is on me. I think Sarah's got that same integrity in her and that same style to her. And we are going to see that going forward. It's a, it's a great point, Mav. It's one I did not think about today when all this came about. But yes, I believe she will be. And we've got a lot of different things coming up that will show us how that's going to work yeah. uh, because they got a lot to announce. They've got a lot of different things coming up. We believe uh, we'll probably have another direct here at the beginning of the new year. Uh, maybe the game awards, there'll be something who knows, but we got a lot of different avenues or a lot of different spots where we're going to see who's there. If it's Phil or if it's Sarah, but I believe you're right. I believe Sarah is going to be the new face going forward. It makes sense that yeah. you would transition to her. So, all right. Well, Matt, Xbox, on a roll, big moves, big shakes, right? They they are fueling themselves right now after this ABK deal. 
Let's go to the other side real quick. <laughs> let's let, let, let's oh, go to the other. I'm, I'm wearing my PlayStation Blue today. With ah, uh, you, you are, know, sir. So you are. Let's, uh, uh, talk, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some uh, PlayStation. So again, hmm. moves being made. Moves. Not the same kind of moves. Opposite however. moves. <laughs> we talked about dominoes falling after ABK closed. ABK was holding up a lot of people. There's no way to know for sure if ABK had been stopped, had it failed to go through, does Jim Ryan stay on at PlayStation? We don't know that. We probably never will know that unless Jim gets you know to a certain age and somebody does an interview with him in the future and asks him about this stuff. But PlayStation has its own dominoes falling. Obviously, Jim Ryan announced his retirement a couple weeks ago that he was stepping down. Uh, Sony Corp uh, CEO, CFO is taking over. I forget his name, even though it's a really catchy name. Uh, he's taken over. We know all that. There's been no replacement announced for Jim as of yet. Um, and then the one and only David Jaffe who, again, I do enjoy listening to. Don't always agree with, but the man has a unique perspective because he's somebody who's been on the inside, somebody who's had a high level of success in this industry as a developer, somebody who has worked hand-in-hand with Sony, the old Sony and PlayStation. He's got a unique perspective on things, and he broke the news this week, Mav. He had put out a tease. What was it? Because we were talking about, was it Sunday night he put out a tease? Yeah, on Monday, yeah, Sunday night. Was Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, yeah. So, late Sunday night, he had put out a tease about some big changes happening at PlayStation that he felt weren't good, um, and it was obviously quite personal to him. And we had this huge discussion on the Xbox Live party about what it was, who it could be. I had thrown out there Yoshida uh, potentially being let go because they had already demoted him once. The name that didn't pop up in anybody's head, and if I had really thought about it. Maybe it would have because I've heard Jaffe talk about her a lot, but this tease happened. People were waiting for news to come out. Well, Jaffe wound up. He'd said in his tweets that he thought somebody would pick up on it or somebody would have the story and it would get broken in, in, in the media that wound up not happening. And actually Jaffe went live and actually talked about what he knew. He had a couple sources within Sony feeding him information that sent him emails. So he actually broke the news himself. And now it's been confirmed tonight, just prior to the show going live. Um, yeah. Insider Gaming confirmed it with Sony Corp and has got an official statement. So for all of you who don't know, Connie Booth was fired. Now, Sony hasn't confirmed that, but Jaffe says 100%. She was not, she didn't retire, right? She didn't step away. She was flat out fired. Well, meaning that based on the fact that he was right that she was out, yes. I would also lend to believe that his other the sources and, were probably accurate on the other information as well. And, right? and because we haven't had any um, official statements from her, 
mm-hmm. right out there. You know, when people retire, like today, Cap Capicella, the the guy who's leaving the marketing department for Xbox, was out on Twitter congratulating the guys who are moving up and yeah. saying hey, it's been a great thirty two years, right? Even Jim Ryan, after it came out that he was retiring, he had a full yeah. you know press release sick statement, of right? Flying, I'm sick. I'm tired body. of flying. I'm tired of flying. Yes, that was a better exit than you've done in a while. <laughs> uh, for anybody who still doesn't know who Connie Booth is, and you wouldn't be out of the loop if you said, I don't know who Connie Booth is. She's one of those inside baseball people that you never hear of, but is always there. Unless you've listened to Jaffe, because Jaffe has specifically pointed out Connie Booth multiple times when he's talked about what he thinks is a problem, because again, Jaffe is one of the not fans of booty. Okay. Jaffe does not like booty, does not think he does a good job. So he's gone on many rants about what Phil could do to shore up the studios. He has mentioned Connie Booth as one of the names that he was, if he was Phil or if he was talking to Phil, go get Connie Booth or somebody like her. And Jaffe's offered to give him a list of names. Okay. So that's when I've heard of Connie Booth. She was the head of PlayStation's internal production for 34 years. The list of credits to games that she has helped with, and again, as head of product internal production, meaning she is kind of like Booty's role, but she was more hands on that. She's got a list of credits of like 125, 150 games underneath her belt. Some of the biggest IPs she's had a hand in, not directly as a developer, but as the head of internal production. She's the one who goes in and makes sure the teams are doing good overseas, you know, says, Hey, this is looking good. This is not looking good. Connie Booth has been there for 34 years. So as I stated um, behind the scenes, if I'm Phil, I'm making a call to Connie. Connie could be somebody that could take over Activision. Connie, whatever, even if you don't think that, She is somebody who would have a role in your company. She is somebody who knows this industry inside out. She is an inside. She's got all the knowledge. She's got all the partnerships. She knows a ton of people. Invaluable acquisition for Phil. I would seriously be calling it. But let's read the article here uh, from Insider Gaming Tonight because Sony did confirm that this happened. Not the firing or whatever, but they did confirm she's gone. Sony is. So this is from. Tom Henderson, shout out Tom Henderson and the crew over at Insider Gaming. Always love them. Uh, Sony has confirmed Connie Booth has departed from PlayStation following this week's rumors. In a statement to Axios, I guess this was to Axios, so shout out to Steven uh, Totilla, who we'll get to because I do have some tweets from him about Ubisoft uh, as well. He was on a roll today as well. So um, in a statement to Axios, Sony said Booth helped drive the success of PlayStation Studios in experiencing today and her passion in fostering an environment where a team's creative vision could fully flourish and has left a positive impact on many game developers. We are thankful for Connie's numerous contributions to the company and wish her the best in her future endeavors. The company said, while Sony did not specify the reason for Booth's departure, former PlayStation developer David Jaffe, who broke the news on Booth's leaving the company, said that she was fired from her role. Quote, she didn't retire. She didn't quit. She was fired, Jaffe said on his YouTube channel. Insider Gaming has reached out to its sources to help corroborate the claims. Quote, nobody can figure uh, figure out how this was Connie's fault, Jaffe said, while mentioning that outgoing Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan was convinced that games as a service was the future of gaming. Booth's departure marks the end of a 34-year run at Sony, which began in 1989. 
and in a higher up capacity in 1995 as an executive producer. Since 1998, Booth has had four roles under the product development um umbrella at Sony, which has included director, senior director, vice president, and SVP, head of internal production. It is currently unclear who will be taking the role of Connie Booth's position. And then I will follow this up real quick here and get back to my uh, DMs real quick because Steven Totilla from Axios, again, shout out to him, did state, uh, here we go. Oh, wait, do I still, do I have it in here? Um, yes, I do. Hold on for just a second. He did clarify um, that uh, that he did find out that it's unclear what she'll do next, but Herman Holst in an internal memo uh, said that the studio she oversaw will be divided up among current execs, Angie Smets to work with Sucker Punch, Scott Road with Insomniac, etc. So they're going to split her role up among the remaining execs. Who oh boy, Mav. Um, Jaffe elaborated um, during his talk, I'll put, throw this in there, that somehow according to his sources, and he wasn't quite clear on how this all came about, but somehow Jim Ryan's initiative towards games of the service, right? Somehow got blamed on Connie as well. And that some of this internal strife that we've heard about some of the smoke that a lot of devs and studios aren't happy with the move to games of the service, their first party studios are kind of pushing back against this whole initiative. S somehow Connie got wrapped up in this. Now I speculate that Connie was the spokesman for Jim to the studios that Jim laid out this new kind of goal going forward, this new vision for PlayStation, which included games of service, which included monetization, which included single player games, including more, you know, co-op or multiplayer modes to keep engagement up that he laid this all out, but it was Connie's role to go to the individual studios because she obviously, you know, was the head of internal production and she was the messenger and that somehow she got shot in all this. They shot the messenger and because of this internal, and again, this is all my speculation, just kind of what piecing together what Jaffe was saying, his sources were saying, and kind of the whole kind of atmosphere around this is that I got to figure that Sony Corp obviously heard the pushback, heard the grumbles from their first party studios, their beloved first party studios, Naughty Dog, right? Sony Santa Monica, Insomniac, even maybe. And they had to give somebody, they had to throw somebody underneath the bus. Jim Ryan retires. Connie Booth. Well, Connie, sorry. This wasn't a happy place anymore because you brought Jim's word. Again, just my speculation. However, this went down, man. A 34-year vet who obviously worked her way up through the company from 1989, who was a part of game development at multiple different levels, some of the biggest franchises in PlayStation history, she is credited on those games in whatever position she was in at the time. This is a massive, massive loss for PlayStation. This is the old guard, and it seems like the old guard is getting pushed out, Mav, because don't forget, Jim Ryan might not have been in position for very long, but he's been at Sony. He's a lifer from Sony. 
The old guard seems to be getting kind of pushed out here, Mav. So what are your thoughts about Connie getting fired? We'll call it firing right now because that's all the word on the street. So we'll just go with it. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I I, honestly, I didn't, I'm sure I've seen her before, you know, or like heard her talked about before, but like when the name was mentioned, I didn't know, you know, Uh, so I had to go look it up and stuff. Right. So, and, and then I didn't, we we're going to talk about this on Monday a little bit, but I didn't talk too much about it on FSP just because it wasn't confirmed yet. It was really fresh from Jaffe and stuff. And it was like, uh, who knows a hundred percent what was going on. Now we got more confirmation and stuff. So now yeah. it's cemented and based on the fact that that is factual and stuff, then I feel like probably the rest of mm-hmm. Jaffe's comments are probably accurate as well. And, and we should also throw in two his sources are saying that a large part or all of her team that was team. underneath her as well is also gone either through firing or they walked out or left because Connie was fired. Yeah. So that is also a part and of she, she was she pulled a Jerry Maguire. Who's coming yeah. with me? Right. <laughs> right. You know, right. like right. Um man, it's uh it's crazy, man. What the hell's going on at PlayStation right now? Yeah. You know, and it sucks. Like, We're not here to make fun of anybody losing no. their job. So again, got to make that clear. You all know I hate to hear this stuff no matter where it's coming from. Um, I chuckled in the beginning because it's so opposite of what's happening in Xbox right now with promotions that that contradiction between the two sides is laughable right now as to what's yeah. going on. But never want people to lose it, their jobs it, no matter what. This I'm, is a huge blow. Sure, That's why I said that. I'm sure she's yeah. going to be fine. I, I don't know about the rest sure. of her team. Right. 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 So and there's been other people that have been laying off at Sony as well. There's been other teams laying yeah. off too. So I, I just what the hell's going on over there right now? Like I I honestly feel like what we're seeing is a lot of this what's been going on recently is the fallout of failed proper plans made in the Jim Ryan era as a high up in charge of PlayStation. The everything goes games of service. We're going to turn all of our big franchises into games of service. We're going to uh also have this big VR push and all these other things going on within that era. I feel like we're seeing the fallout of that, right? We're seeing the there's been no now I guess uh, according to these rumors that there was a lot of internal pushback about the um direction of, of from the studios who were to be frank built to make single player narrative driven act action adventure story a 250 yeah. million dollar blockbusters right so, now? yeah does it surprise <laughs> me that they don't want to turn those beloved franchises that they built into some multiplayer games of a service experience no it doesn't surprise me at all they have a deep love and passion for these games that they've been making and um, and they don't necessarily know how to do games as a service or live service games as well, right? It's a completely different kind of game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I, it doesn't surprise me that there may be some pushback on that. And uh, for everybody thinking that Jim just, oh, I'm just ready to leave. You know, I'm sick of flying now. Bye, everybody. I'm going to ride off into the sunset and take a sleep. I, I don't know how really people can actually think that now, like seeing this other news come out of this, right? Jim's gone. Somebody else now that was there for 30 plus years, you said, right? Uh, 
34. 34 years, and it has been the driving force, it sounds like, and behind a lot of the uh, big-time franchises that that PlayStation has made. And if you want to say anything about the identity of PlayStation, I would say it's based on those games, right? So to, to move on to that, and and fire Connie Booth, and then now and I've also lost some of that team, um, as well as the other layoffs that we've heard about, right? Yeah. Uh, from multiple studios, um, there is some turmoil in PlayStation there is. right now. Yeah. There's internal turmoil about the direction they they need to get somebody in to Jim's position quickly. They need to establish some kind of clear direction and vision and i have an understanding of what they want to do um because it sounds like to me there's a lot of confusion about where they want to go and what they want to do right now and maybe some people not in agreement with each other i don't know on the high ups above um there the sony board and stuff like who what the decisions and the conversations are like there as well maybe there's even disagreements there about directions and stuff but Something is uh, along the path line down to these developers right now um, is getting m- twisted a little bit, right? They had one big game this year with Spider-Man 2 that, you know, was a, it's a huge success, right? But it's also, you could tell, it was kind of rushed out a little bit um, to whoever may or may not disagree with that. It, it, it was. Like, the game is did not have the same amount of polish as you're used to from an Insomniac game, right? Uh, still worthy of all the praise, can be a great game and still have these issues, but, uh, you know, still not used to seeing that, right? Um, to have to have potentially had a year without one big first-party game would have been bad for them. They had uh, Xbox got crucified for that last year, right? So they got it out. Um, congrats to the teams and stuff, but... We kept talking about this, Pong. I got killed when I said Xbox, I mean, PlayStation had a first-party games problem this year. I look at the pipeline for next year. I still have questions, right, about what's actually going to hit, what what games are people going to be actually excited for, all this kind of stuff. And I think there's more questions than ever about the future of the games at PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And that's... I think why we're seeing this fallout. Well, that's why we're seeing this. Like they looking at the when when Jim left, I said like he got out before the shit hit the fan. Yeah, I feel like he smelt the writing on the wall of the, like it's going to be a rough couple of years. It's possible, it's possible. And I, not to say that they're going to not be able to recover and to have do great things and stuff still, but like I I no. really saw it and I was looking looking at this and thinking like, you know, he's bowing out before he knows what he done fucked up happens, right? And now we're starting to see the, the dominoes fall after this move. So they're, they're starting to look at, at things, right? You see the, uh, the t- uh, temporary guy that took, took place of Jim. Uh, they're starting to look at things. Where are we at? Where, you know, what's our pipeline at? Where are we looking for for all these games of 2024? You know, recent news about canceling factions, all these other kind of things, right? And then you're looking at it's like, okay, um, well, what's going on next year? What's going on in 2025? Oh shit, we only have the we only have this actually ready to go. Like is that where we're at right now? Like it's unacceptable. Who's to blame for this? Oh, hey, you're a fall guy, you know. 
yep bye you know like uh you were jim's uh you were jim's lackey connie let's see you're, you're out too <laughs> you know like is that way they see it i i don't blame her at all and the only reason you had you would have to go back and look at the history and the track record being in her position before of the games that she's been responsible for, right? Because I've been doing some homework on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, to see that she wasn't the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, she put them in the position to be where she is as much as it seems like anybody there, right? So um, what, what's going on at PlayStation Land, man? Uh, I, I, I love... I I criticize them quite frankly quite a bit because I'm I haven't been happy with the direction uh, mm-hmm. of PlayStation for a while, um, but I do at my heart love PlayStation. I always have, and I I love so many different PlayStation games and brands. And and right now I am concerned, not that yep. they're going to go out of business or any of this or that no. or whatever. No, but no, no, about no. my experiences to look forward to. And what's going on behind the scenes there? I, I want to have some kind of great, clear direction and things to be excited for. And right now, I don't see that. And when you see all these things happening behind the scenes, you know, this is different from just one person that's ahead of a studio or a part of a studio leaving. I mean, this is like, you know, um, core L, uh, person that was and not, not just retired or whatever. There's no speculation here uh, be, uh, about that aspect right now because she didn't put out a statement. So usually we would have these talks. Are they really just leaving because of retiring? She hasn't even put anything out, right? So like that just leads to believe, like you said, that what Jaffe's saying is true. And um, just talking about a firing from somebody. Jaffe like that. said Jaffe said she was a a lifer. Like PlayStation yeah. was her life. She he he even said he'd go so far. He said I haven't talked to her, but knowing Connie that she's going through a moment of mourning right now. Um, of this happening. That's how invested in PlayStation was she was, right? And that's the respect that that Jaffe has for her, that you know, he would even go far to to speculate on that to say that she's probably in mourning right now that this happened. That's how big of a blow this would be. Like that's the type of person yeah. she was corporate-wise, right? That she was one of those people that believed in PlayStation through and through. Yeah. When you're when you're there for somewhere that long, yeah. that, I mean the amount of yeah. connections you have to people yes. when you leave something yes. like that. Yeah, you're talking about going to an office every day pretty much yep. for 34 mm-hmm. years knowing you've had an impact and help grow and shape a company into what it's become. I could imagine the love yep. you have for that business and all the faces and people you've known. Yep. And then back to back Jim and and left, retired, whatever, and yep. then and then now Connie Booth fired, and I couldn't imagine being in a place for that long, having the amount of success that she did, and then mm-hmm. now you're like, bye, we don't need you anymore. Like yeah. you fucked up for whatever reason. My voice is going, but uh, yeah, I can, I can hear that. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I can no, imagine, it, man. It makes sense that you know, like, I, 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 when people leave jobs that they've had for a really long time, sometimes it's an emotional time for them. The, the questions are all valid, Mav. Um, again, we've 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 had these conversations about Xbox. Xbox community wasn't happy with us when we talked about stuff that was going on inside Xbox. It's going to be no different for PlayStation. We're going to talk about this stuff because, again, this isn't people leave this industry. People move around this industry. There's constantly. That's why when devs move or even 
bigger studio heads yeah. move on sometimes. I kind of shrug my shoulders and say, mm, you know, that's going to happen here in this industry. But when it's a firing of somebody that's been around for 34 years that started the PlayStation brand at birth, that was there from the birth to now and has done nothing but supposedly been one of your A plus employees, somebody you could count on for those 34 years to deliver in different roles. Obviously, again, somebody doesn't stick around 34 years with a company like Sony, like PlayStation, doesn't get promoted four plus times in her career without her showing competency, without her showing a level of talent beyond the normal person. She is somebody that was entrusted to make sure that the studios were keeping that quality up for PlayStation, right? That that she was there at different levels every step of the way for PlayStation. That's a huge red flag that something there's disagreements inside Sony and PlayStation right now, right? There is a struggle just like when they walked again, I'll, I'll throw a couple tidbits in here. Jaffe said that they walked Sean Layden out. They escorted him with security out of the building. Okay. If that's true, that was a change of philosophy with inside PlayStation. When they put Jim in charge, we've talked about that a billion times that obviously Jim and, and Layden were two different philosophies. Jim's philosophy won out from the business side. So when you see something like this, you do have to say, whoa, 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 red flag. This to me, Mav, and I'm gonna throw some speculation in here and just see see your quick thoughts. But first of all, to me, what's happening here is this is a ship that has been smooth sailing for generation and a half, two generations, whatever you want to say. PlayStation 3 wasn't a full generation because they went through some turmoil there, but they got things right at the end. But let's just say generation. We'll just make it easy for everybody. PlayStation 4 generation. It was smooth sailing. Kings of the sea. They didn't have to do anything. The winds were blowing favorably at all times. They had plenty of food for everybody. It was good. Nobody was paying attention to the storms on the horizon. They thought, ah, we've been doing so good. Those storms will blow by. That's just kind of how things are going for us now. Well, those storms didn't blow by. And in fact, those storms also included a Godzilla and Xbox that woke up. And now you've got stormy seas, but your entire ship has gotten so used to smooth sailing and doing it one way and never having very many problems at all, ever. Even when you made a mistake, it was okay. The ship kept sailing. That when the stormy seas started happening and you're trying to maneuver those stormy seas, your entire crew wasn't prepared. Some people could get tossed overboard, right? Some people are going to get thrown out because they don't have their sea legs underneath them anymore for rough seas. That's going to happen when you're trying to now navigate rough waters and trying to find the clear sailing again. And Jim, obviously, again, these aren't, this isn't speculation because this was straight from the horse's mouth. Multiple interviews that Jim did say the console market is no longer enough for us. It is now capped. And if we want to continue to make our big AAA first-party single-player games, if we want to continue to do that, we have to find other streams of revenue. 
we have to adapt to what this industry is moving towards. We don't have the first party multiplayer games. We don't have the first party games as a service. We filled our holes, pause, with third party stuff as needed by having a marketing deal with Call of Duty to give our our console a leg up on the competition when it came to a, what the most popular multiplayer franchise out there outside of Fortnite and those, you guys know what I'm saying. We did that. We don't have anything internally now because we threw all that stuff out and just solely focused on it. Jim flat out said, our console consumers are not enough for us anymore. Selling 10, 15, 20 million copies of a game is great, but it's not enough to sustain that in the future. We need to look to the future. So he tried to start turning that ship to find clearer waters. That was his role. But obviously, not everybody's agreed. Obviously, the crew said, wait, 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 wait. Don't worry, Jim. We've been sailing this way for a long time. These storms will pass. We'll be back in the clearing. And Jim's like, no, we got to go that way. And they were like, no, 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 no. We're not going to help you turn this ship that way. There was obviously some disagreement there. Now, here's my speculation, Matt. And this is big speculation. This is wide speculation. But when I see stuff like this happen, I see old guard being tossed. I see a potential mutiny from the studios that obviously Sony Corp would know about and they probably got wind of. And you don't want your talent being upset and then leaving, right? (laughs) You don't want your talent, your money makers right? Your money makers, the true money makers, the people that row your ship and set the sails properly. If they mutiny, you lose the whole damn ship. So they don't want to lose talent. They don't want to lose these devs if they also become unhappy. So Sony Corp steps in and starts making big decisions, right? First things first, they talk to Jim. Jim announces his retirement. Okay. Next up on the old guard. Well, Jim's spokesman to the studios, Connie, she's got to go. Meanwhile, Herman Holst is in the back behind the Sony Corp guys, smiling away. He was the one, supposedly, according to Jaffe, that was in favor of closing the Japanese studios down. Okay? It's according to Jaffe. Another little tidbit. Yeah, also, didn't he say or somebody say that uh, there's some out there in the development side or whatever that don't Mm -hmm. really like Herman Holst? No. But he's protected. He's CYA right now. So I don't doubt that he's behind some of this. Right. Again, speculation town. What I'm saying here, Mav, is this is big time speculation. If Sony Corp has lost a third of its value since its peak a few years ago. okay, a third of its value. It peaked at like 124 per share. It's down to 80 per share. Not all that's PlayStation. Sony Corp's bigger than PlayStation. However, PlayStation is one of the main drivers of the stock. If Sony Corp believes that they can't compete with Xbox on the level that Xbox is doing right now, if they believe that they can't turn PlayStation into a Nintendo-like entity in which they produce hardware below cost and make profit on everything, and they're not going to take a step back from making the AAA games, the modern AAA games as we know them, and make lesser games like Nintendo currently does. Again, no, 
no shot at Nintendo, no shot at your Mario's, your Zelda's, none of that stuff. They make what they make, but let's be real. It's old technology. Their games aren't what we generally consider triple a modern games like cyberpunks and starfields and that kind of stuff. Again, not taking shots here at all. Just tell them, just say it like it is. If they decide all that's true, you move the old guard out, Mav, because you're planning on selling. You're planning on moving, right? You're planning on moving under a bigger entity like an Apple. Apple's been out here, Mav, promoting gaming. There's a rumor right now that they're not, the next Super MacBooks that they're going to put out are going to promote gaming. Apple's knows Microsoft is coming for their mobile store. They know this. Apple's in prime position to do something like this. Again, regulatory bodies aside, don't know how all that would turn out, but they're in prime position to try to make a move here to compete one-on-one in all spaces with Microsoft. Now that Microsoft has decided that gaming is one of their pillars. Got Google still in the fold. Got Amazon's in the fold. If they were going to do something like this, you would move the old guard out and give it a fresh, clean slate for whoever is potentially looking to buy. Just saying, Mav. I'm crazy. Fuzzy's put this out there for a long time. I've agreed with him. We've speculated on it before that potentially PlayStation would be for one of the big, big boys out there a prime candidate to get into the gaming space instantaneously. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. One of them, you know what I mean? And I, it's a consolidation move for sure. Right. Um, It's, it would be a big play on big tech. You got to look at the, there's only a handful of companies that could really afford to take on Sony. Right. That would even have the interest to right. Um, Regulatory, is it, like you said, regulatory be damned. I think regu- the regulatory like out there right now is like it, it's just going to be really hard, right? That's why I said it would be unknown where that. Would yeah, be, right? and yeah. so for those reasons, I like Apple and Google are my two that I think is the longest shots, mm-hmm. just because the biggest reason for them to do it is also in the mobile space, but also yep. they have a duopoly in the mobile space, right? Correct. So for that reason, I it's hard for me to see with how hard it was for Microsoft to get ABK when they have no foothold in the mobile space right now, where they have like they're behind mm-hmm. in console gaming, they're behind all these mm-hmm. other things. It's hard for me to see. So I look at the entities that aren't as big in those certain areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the and the one that checks that box is Amazon. So, you know, they do have the storefront that its own storefront that'll be a challenge in itself for consumer electronics devices and stuff like that. But they and also their movie sell studios combined yeah. with Sony. With the yes, and there's and that. Yeah. So there's there's other factors like challenges on every single one of them, right? Yes. Way there more. Is. There is way more than Microsoft would have had with ABK. Correct. Right. So it's a hurdle and a battle. You would think. You would yes. think. <laughs> yes, you, you would, would think, think so. <laughs> um. So yeah. for those reasons, it's kind of like, mm, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because is it really realistic or feasible at the end of the day right now? Right. Yep. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I agree for sure. 
about changes being made for change's sake, right? There's definite moves being made left and right right now. Um, you could talk turmoil and you talk whatever, you know, maybe uh, there's been, it's it's one thing like we get a report, this one person leaves, right? And then like six months later, somebody else leaves, right? But we've had a a wave of reports, right, in the last couple weeks from PlayStation. Yes. You know, so first you have Jim, you, then you have the, the Naughty Dog stuff, you have the Bungie former employees suing, you have you have yeah. uh, other media yeah, molecule, media, media molecule, molecule. Yep. Layoffs. Now you there's more. Yeah. Now you have the Connie Booth and like some of her team. Like you're talking about a massive thing going on behind the scenes within PlayStation, which was supposed to be the company that had all their shit together, that knew how to do things. That yep. we know the way to do things. We are the model that is the right way to make games and we're successful, we're premier, mm-hmm. we're quality, we're premium. Uh, premium. The, nothing starts <laughs> until we say we do. We can't do any damn thing wrong, right? Hence, now there's shakeups going on behind the scenes because apparently, eternally, they feel like they can't do anything right. Something's going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. I don't know 100% what it is. But all I can look to is what I already speculated about is that there's concerns about the next couple years coming up. And they looked and because all these companies are very forward thinking. They're always forward thinking. They're always forward projecting. Right. Yep. They're projecting great with console sales. Yep. Right. But again, just yeah. like they're, they're crushing console, console sales. sales again. Great. If that's if that's popularity is not a PlayStation problem right no. now. No, that, that is not. Nope, not not whatsoever. People are gonna eat nope. some of that shit up. Like, I want some of that. Give it to me. I don't yep. care what it is. Right? That's yep. just what it, what it goes. It's not a problem. It's <laughs> not a problem. So, <laughs> but for some reason, there is still a downtrend with software and services. Correct. Which and is massive. <laughs> yes, that's a big problem. We tried to talk big. about this last year when everybody was talking about Xbox's hardware sales are down, which I, I think is also a, a, an issue, but it's not anywhere as much of an issue as software and services, right? Like, you get less engagement. You get less people buying your games. You get less people playing your games. You get less money coming in that is the profitable side of this whole ecosystem. That's the reason why they sell those boxes in the fucking first place, to be gateways to make money, Right? That is the purpose of selling the box is not to be super profitable in the box unless you're Nintendo, right? It's, it's to sell a gateway of having a marketplace for people to spend money and give to you for provi- providing them content to consume, right? Yep. It's a closed-off ecosystem money-making machine, right? Now those machines that they are selling to people are making less per everyone that is sold. That is a problem, right? That is what Jim Ryan was trying to fix. That is why he saw that these machines, these boxes are not enough for them to grow. This model that was the the way forward, the only right way to do things was not enough for them. So Jim, what I think happened 
as he went and tried to pull too much of a 180 all at once, he said, all right, we got to fix this, right? So we're going to, every studio, you're making these kinds of games now, right? Microsoft acquiring studios to make all these different kinds of things, right? Now, Sony did some too, which they could afford, but Microsoft's going and acquiring things to fill the pipeline and try and get their uh, services going, their their uh, their games as services. They're, they're staying behind them. They keep investing in them, even though it, when they weren't successful at first, they acquired Zenimax Bethesda, which even has more big single-player great franchises and stuff like that to fill in variety and pipeline. They go ABK. PlayStation's like, okay, we're having all of these studios now make these things. They're saying they don't know how to make them. They're saying we're starting to have issues and questions, or we have to cancel factions now. Oh, we're having layoffs there at that studio. What's going on now? Uh, how are we supposed to do this? Bungie, we brought them in as the experts, and they basically said, we don't know shit. We don't know how to do this, right? Uh, what are we supposed to do? Like, this is going to take forever. Uh, we're, we're no longer on this, like, quick three-year turnaround because we're making sequels to some of these franchises. What are we supposed to do in the long term now? How are we going to pull this out? And they don't have an answer. I feel like right now they're in a transition phase and, and they don't have an answer. That's going to be a rough spot and they can't afford to have a couple, three, two, three year laps where they completely potentially lose a large potential market share and, and without being able to branch on too far beyond that. Um, so it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting what's going on, man. It's uh, I think they try to do too much all in behind the scenes and, uh, they're kind of they try to do a massive pivot, yeah, right. And there and there's there's equal amounts of pushback from people, right? Within there's a lot of disagreement with inside. I think I think that really is something we probably can say that there's a massive amount of disagreement about the direction, about how you're going to go about doing that. And again, Jim's ob- obvious one of Jim's directives was not only to go acquire people to help make them or to partner with people to help them make games as a service, but it was also to instruct their first party studios like a naughty dog to start making games like that or incorporating, yeah, you know, incorporating those types of mechanics into their single party game, single person games. And that obviously did not play well. Right. That that obviously was not something that they wanted to hear. So I think more importantly, I think we'll learn more, Mav. And we talked about this when Jim announced his retirement is who they put in charge. Who do they go out and get and what that will mean? Because that person's philosophy will tell us if they're still on board with Jim's vision or if they go the opposite direction and maybe try to get somebody to play nicey with their first party studios and be like, okay, 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 guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were told to go do this. Don't worry about it. We'll handle it elsewhere. We'll know more once these people get in charge. And especially, you know, who, if they replace Connie with somebody to oversee the internal production, or if they go this kind of spread the wealth scenario where they have their other execs take over, but that's never good. That continuity, that one voice that we were just talking about with Xbox and their management team at PlayStation right now is broken up. There's no continuity. There's no same yeah. necessarily it's like, it's vision like right now. There's infighting, right? Right, right. There's something going on there, Mav. Again, red flags are red flags. There's obviously natural things that happen within the industry 
just over time. And if Connie Booth had retired after 34 years, I would have gone, meh, okay, 34 years. Yeah, she can go do what she wants. Like, cool, you earned it. But for this to happen right after Jim is fired, right on the heels of AB, or not Jim, Jim retiring, on the heels of ABK closing, on the heels of us hearing about the smoke, about the games as a service not being well received internally from PlayStation Studios, and the fact that Bungie canceled Naughty Dog's factions, yeah, you got to say there's something not right in PlayStation Land. What, Again, what it's if, not. Go ahead. I I got another question. I got a question for you, Pong. Yeah. yeah. What What if they realized early on now after acquiring Bungie and learning about this whole business and stuff? Yeah. Like, and yeah. like they canceled factions for a reason. Like what what if they realized they can't afford it? Yeah. They can't they can't afford that's to invest in the all these games of service games. They don't have oh. as like they're not as guaranteed, one thing. They're they're more expensive in the long run. And there's less there's also like with a lot of the other failings going on in a lot of these games of service games out there. There's like a more of a risk, obviously, in it. And there, and can Sony, like I've been concerned yeah. from the get-go, can they like w- stay the storm if a game launches and doesn't have a huge success and they've invested years into it? Like what if that happens in all of these games of service games? Like people say they only need one, right? They only need one. That's what but, Jim said too. One yeah. to two, which is what we always talked about. Yeah. Yep. But yep. What, what if that's... They go right. three or four years, and that all these developments Correct. of all these games happen, and they don't have that one, one or two yet. Yeah. Like, is it, right? They're not. They're not Microsoft. They don't have the ability that's, to withstand these storms, <laughs> right? Like that's where my speculation came in because they spread themselves thin too, man. Like this lead lends back to the other conversation we had a few months ago about PSVR two, and what that inv- and that was Jim's green light. What if they've just spread themselves too thin here, Matt? Yeah. To do this, right? To give it a go. Because it's not a guaranteed success. It's hot. All of this is not a guaranteed success. These are all high risk maneuvers. Spending $100 to $300 million on a single player experience that does not have any monetization, that does not have any outside engagement to it because you don't have co-op you don't have a multiplayer aspect so the people go and buy it once and that's it that is what's not sustainable so you've got that on top of spreading yourself thin with large investments into things like psvr2 like the ps portable the psp i refuse to call it psp because it's not a ps the ps portable things like that R&D, advertising, marketing, all that kind of stuff costs you money. And like you said, Mab, now you're trying to expand into a high risk, higher than even your first, higher than even spending 100 to 300 million on a first first party single player game. Games as a service, which has a huge fail rate overall yeah. for across the entire industry and, and, and it's kind of played out at this point. A lot of those games are down Real. right now and right. losing subscribers. It's played out. And, yeah. and Sony's not going to get away with having successful right. $70 games as service games. Correct. I'll, I'll, I'll just work. say, I'll just tell you right now, there's only a handful of games that get away with that. Right? Right. And right. a new IP or a game franchise coming out out of nowhere to try and sell you a $70 
games of service like that's based on that is going to have a hard time. You know. Me- yeah, meanwhile, even Halo went free to play for the multiplayer. Right. Correct. That's a fact. Meanwhile, you're also trying to build up your cloud infrastructure. Meanwhile, you're also trying to make a play into mobile. Meanwhile, you're also trying to be stubborn and develop your own PC storefront before you start launching your games day and date to PC. So you are missing out on revenue there while spending revenue trying to come up with a PC storefront that's going to work for you. They have their hands in a whole lot of things. When you're that works, if you got one thing that's one thing that's driving you forward, you've got a main revenue source that is driving you forward. You can try other things, but for PlayStation, they don't have that because their first party titles, while they sell really well, they aren't making the money to keep doing that over and over again. As Jim said, that's not sustainable to us. Yeah. So now you're asking Sony Corp to expend more cash, more resources, and maybe Sony Corp's like, mm, we're kind of in a no-win situation here. Like PlayStation is one of our main breadwinners for our stock, but we've got other things too, and we can't put everything behind PlayStation. Like we're trying to do electric cars. We're trying to do, you know, we got our insurance. We got all this other stuff. We can't put everything behind PlayStation. So Jim, by the way, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot left here, boy. Maybe that's what I was saying. That's where my speculation came from is that maybe they just tried too many different things and now they're kind of in a pickle and they don't know how to get out of it. And there's disagreements internally. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of discussions happening. There's a lot of back and forth, but no resolutions, no clear idea of how you're going to get to those smooth sailing waters again. And so this is what happens. People retire. You wind up firing people. You got crew unhappy. Like, yeah, I think they're in a bit of a spot. Again, this has nothing to do with PlayStation failing or leaving the gaming industry. I don't believe any of that nonsense at the end of the day. But are they in a tough spot right now and kind of lost, rudderless? Yeah, they are. They sure truly seems, are. It sure seems like it, man. They, yeah. I mean, I don't know why like they it. just didn't like stay the course and let's try and implement a couple of these things yeah. along the way. Yeah. Like exactly, exactly. I mean, <laughs> because they didn't look for the stormy weather ahead, map. They yeah. didn't. They rested on their laurels for too long. They got caught with the pants down. Yeah. They did. I mean, they got caught not, with the pants down. Naughty dog. Yeah. Or was it? Sorry, so when he's saying my. No, 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 Naughty Dog. Yeah, Naughty Dog. Yeah. 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 Wasted years on factions. Right? Waste. Money down the drain. Right? Remember how much Mm -hmm. crap Xbox got when Fable Legends was canceled? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, these are the kind of things that are happening right now. Um, That game... Factions was supposed to have been out a couple couple years ago. Right. That was supposed to be included multiplayer on a fucking game. Like it like it's great. It's it's and they turned it into something bigger on purpose. I yes. still believe that Jim said, No, we're gonna make this one of our big prime games as a service. Yeah. Games. Every, all of Open. our franchises are gonna be uh, games of service. He they said that in an interview. 
We're gonna have to all of our game all of our big franchises are gonna have games of service titles. Yep. Or some type of yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. it's crazy. You and, know? and and they spent money with and they spent resources and money with Guerrilla Games and Fire Sprite creating Call of the Mountain, right? For PSVR two. That was big budget VR game that was supposed to headline the PSVR two. That was supposed to help move. I wonder how PSVR many of those two handsets. Right, we don't hear those numbers. And you can't tell me they're making a lot of money on that hardware. They promote every <laughs> single number that's positive. Map. Yeah. They just did it with Spider Man. They switch up the language to say that Spider Man's two point five million copies was the fastest selling PlayStation Five game. Right? They 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 got that to work. They always promote their numbers. Yeah. If PSVR two was hot, if PSVR two was selling above any type of expectations, they would be promoting the hell out of it. It's yeah. gone deathly silent on that side of things. It was deathly silent I, before the damn thing launched. It was. It, it kind of, and then they kind of had a push because that was their big marketing yeah. push at the uh, beginning of the year, right? But then it's gone. It's gone now. Again, PlayStation isn't going anywhere, but we got to discuss these things. You got, you got, man, you got dual shockers. Yeah. Dual <laughs> shockers. A known PlayStation heavy journalistic website. Dual shockers. Ran an article that says PlayStation could really use a gamer CEO like Phil Spencer. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> all hell, Phil. He's finally getting his, uh, his kudos, right? This, this, yes, these things aren't by accident. They know what the PlayStation diehards have said about Phil. Dual Shockers is aware who reads their yeah. articles more often than not. For them to put out an article like this says a lot. Like this is like there. Th this is a moment. This is a moment for PlayStation. Again, ups and downs happen in this industry all the time. It's happened to every single company, including Nintendo. Shout out to the Wii U. Everybody, every company that's been here for a long period of time has these moments, and it seems to be a cycle. We've seen it time and time again, back and forth between Xbox and PlayStation since Xbox joined the fray. It's going to happen, but this really is, to me, it feels like, despite the fact that their consoles are selling huge amounts, and again, hats off to them. They won this popularity contest. They have the mind share when it comes to what console people want to own because their friends own it, because their family owns it, whatever. It's PlayStation. Look at the reviews for Alan Wake. Look at the number of reviews for Alan Wake 2 on PlayStation. Look for the number of reviews on Xbox. It is sad, okay? But that is the popularity contest. They have won that. But that does not mean that they're not in trouble internally. That does not mean that we can't sit here and say, what is going on over there right now? Where are they going with this ship? Like I said, it means to me that they can't fail right now, no matter what kind of strife they got going on. It's not going to fail. PlayStation isn't dying. But at the same time, they're having a moment of questioning where they're at, what they're doing, and how they're going to get back to good seas. That's why I brought up the whole comparison to a ship because that's truly what it was. Phil took over Xbox when it was sinking. He bailed it out with Satya, turned it around in a new direction and did their own thing, charted brand new course that nobody in the industry had yet, as of yet with a, with a massive subscription service headlining it. Again, EA play, you know, was doing their thing, all that kind of stuff. People were trying it, but Xbox said, no, this is going to be a core to our ecosystem. 
But PlayStation, outside of their first-party, single-player, narrative, third-person-driven games, which are expensive as hell, don't have a core. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to get that back again. I don't know, man. Interesting discussion, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. next game I'm super excited about from first party is Wolverine. Or maybe Rise of Ronin when that hits. Right. But, I mean, I, yeah, I don't Rise know. Rise of Ronin when, looks great. Yeah, I don't know when they're coming out, you know. Sometime. Sometime, Mav. Sometime. They're there. Sometime. Yeah. But yeah, no, this could be interesting. This is this is the industry evolving. This is the industry changing on the fly. This is the stuff Mav and I always talk about that is just exciting. Um, no matter what side you're on, because it's never yeah. boring. There's always something happening, right? Man. Always. And I it's hope cool. I'm hope I'm wrong with my thoughts about them not having a lot for the pipeline. I really do. I I yeah. I hope next year they come out and have a show during the summertime. And they completely blow the doors off and announce a bunch of awesome games to promote the PS5 Pro, right? And that was why they held back this year, right? I, I hope that's the case. I've speculated a little bit about that could be the only reason they may have not announced a bunch of stuff this year. Because I felt like this year could have been their like chance to really sell their pipeline for their future because there was not a lot left. We already knew about a bunch of stuff that they launched, but they they didn't this year, right? They had the showcase in the summer that nobody liked, and then they had the uh, the other state of play that was just pretty much, yay, there's Spider-Man and there's third-party stuff there, right? Um, but maybe, my hopes, PS5 Pro in the summertime or something, and then a, an awesome pipeline of games to for ready for the launch window of that i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see um i'll make mention of this because everybody seems to want to talk i don't think this is a big deal but you posted it cycles posted it like a lot of people posted and talk about it today but christopher drink shout out to christopher drink um said that there was double counting of spider-man 2 physical sales in the uk again for anybody doesn't know uk physical sales are minuscule on any yeah. game. Okay. This is not a big market. Okay. But I know people want to hear this because again, it's well, another snap for console war stuff. It, a lot it's, about like, oh, yes, look how it's garbage. Doing and and it's I know, yeah, garbage. Uh, UK more than any other, almost any other territory is like 80, 85% digital now. Yeah. It might even be approaching 90%. Like it's ridiculous. Anyways. There was double counting of Spider-Man 2 physical sales in UK charts this week, which means that it is not the biggest PS5 launch of the year. It was enough to move it down below Hogwarts Legacy is still the number one PS5 physical release in the UK this year. So I'll make mention of that. It's another snafu, uh, but Christopher Dring also said still well ahead of Mario as of right now because people were wondering if it was going to sell outsell Mario Wonder. again. Physical UK sales are this big. But anyways, it was yeah. another snafu. It wasn't Sony snafu. It was on the retailers, I guess. Um, but the one of the retailers pointed it out, so they've adjusted those numbers. So Hogwarts still holds the title. Over Do there. those numbers break the millions? <laughs> I, I don't think so, bro. <laughs> I, I think it's like maybe in the couple hundred thousands. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe again, it's that market is ridiculous when it comes to digital. So, yeah, um, 
I don't. I, yeah, I you're don't talking think so, about yeah. potentially around ten yeah. percent of all <laughs> right, right. of the hardware sold in the market, which is yes. also like a, a, now. It's not a small market, like in general, but like it's no. it's smaller than like the U.S. or you know. Correct. What I mean? Yes, um, absolutely. So, in the EU, which is obviously all those countries, right? Yeah. The UK is by itself now. So, yep. y- yeah. Yeah. You, so, so the, yeah. The UK. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. It's not even the EU. Yeah. It's just the Yeah. UK. No, no. It's just the UK. Right. That's why I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, what, again, the numbers were enough to move it down below Hogwarts as far as physical why sales. Why does those so. numbers even really reported? I don't because Dring gets them because he can write articles about it. he gets the digital numbers too. the digital numbers will be coming out. He said yeah. he's got them already, but he's the, waiting for some other digital ones to metrics up, so. are way more interesting these days, way like, more interesting. And Nintendo is yes. always going to be in the player for a while, at least in physical. Right. But like, correct. Yeah, uh, because they're more obvious, probably closer to 50, 50, I would assume, or something like that. Right. And I'm their games sure. go up in value. So yeah. They're actually an investment. So. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> that that side's interesting, but like the. Uh, metric of uk physical sales is is weird but also i don't know how they could be double counted <laughs> it was just reported that way i guess i don't know yeah. who knows but whatever um i speaking of digital as well i suppose we should make mention of this because this story made the rounds uh the new ps5 all digital slim um if you do buy that add-on hard drive the or disk drive i should say not hard drive but if you do buy the add-on disk drive you will be required to have an internet connection to use that disk drive for the initial startup process now oh boy listen i don't even know i understand why people make a big deal out of it I understand that it's bad. It's bad when Xbox does it. It's bad when Sony does it. It's bad when anybody does this kind of DRM. However, there are now laws put in place by big government, which you guys all know I hate big government. When big government doesn't keep up with an industry, what they wind up doing is putting in laws in place that are so overboard that we wind up in situations like this. So I did some a little bit of research on this, and it is true that a part of this is due to some of the laws in place that have to do with the use of these devices because this goes back to even the Xbox One PS4 generation. You could not swap a disk drive in an Xbox One if it was broken with another one. It would not read disks. It would not read that disk drive because each individual disk drive was connected to the motherboard, was registered with the motherboard. And this has to do with the laws in place by big government. So the fact that Sony is doing this, the fact that we have to have an internet connection as far as game preservation goes, as far as all those topics that we've talked about here, it sucks no matter who's doing it. But again, there are laws in place that force companies to do stuff like this. If Xbox goes to a Let's say if that new revision that we saw in the leaks was true and it's all digital, but they also come out with their own additional disk drive that you can add, chances are it'll have something like this as well. And I also think it's, again, it sucks, but we've already long passed the point of return on this, folks. It sucks completely. Any DRM, any internet required connection, the fact that games aren't all on the discs that I can't pop in my a lot of my physical discs these days and just play my game without an internet connection because there actually isn't a game on that disc. It's just a license. We are long past this point. And I also, if you buy an all digital console, 
you already know you're going to have to be online, right? Like there's no other way about it. So the fact that you're going to add a disk drive and that that's going to require an online connection for the first setup, you already have an all digital console. You're kind of already connected to the internet in 2023, right? So it sucks. I just don't think it's a big freaking deal. Again, at this point, we're long past that point until governments decide to change their rules and decided to modify and modernize their rules and catch up with big tech. These are the situations we're going to kind of have. It's stupid because you can't replace a bad hard a bad disk drive. That sucks. And that's shitty. And they got to fix that. But it's kind of what it is right now. Man, have you got any thoughts on the all digital PlayStation requiring this? Uh, honestly, I mean, I could have cared less when Xbox announced it back in 2013. Right. I'm just talking personally. I understand they made a mistake because like a lot of people didn't like it. I was all in on it. I was like happy that at my lazy ass wasn't going to have to get up and switch disc out because I'd be able to install it and take it out and leave it, uh, leave it somewhere, you know, because uh, now it's registered with the Xbox. I, I, I loved that idea. Right. Um, I was like, okay, I can still collect disc and then be able to resell them and all these other benefits, but still not have to like get up and switch disc and stuff all the time. Right. I was, I was super like, that, that sounds pretty cool to me. So I was like all in on that. Right. At the time. Uh, they ended up changing everything because of all the backlash, right? Um, so I, I, am I selfish against people that don't have internet? Maybe. I don't know. But at the same time, why buy an all-digital console, like you said, if you don't have internet? So, like, there's a, get the physical version that has the disc already in it, the disc tray already in it. It was just actually cheaper than buying the digital plus the extra disc expansion right so there's an option for you if you want to get the slim model just buy that one if you want to buy the digital one you're buying into a digital ecosystem anyway you're going to be connected to the internet add the thing in if you want to talk about potential problems 10 15 20 years from now with it i get it um i hope what is more important to me in the long term with game preservation and all of this stuff is that these companies do right by the digital rights and ownership that we have in our libraries and continuously right. move them forward with us along the way and update the games. That's what I am personally more concerned and care more about other than preserving a physical disc or a physical piece of hardware that I may have to potentially be connected to the internet for five seconds in the future. Right. I, I want my digital library to be preserved. Correct. And evolve and carry forward, right? That's what I'm personally always thinking more about rather than physical disc. So anyway, that's just my two cents. But, you know, and people are probably not, may not like it. Uh, I, I'm not a huge retro gamer. I'm not a huge, like, game collector, right? I just have my library of games, which I have, like, 800 fucking games in my hard in my not my hard drive but in my yeah. ownership and my xbox right Correct. so yeah. that's my game collection not, not i don't have 800 disc laying around my house correct right so i'm I coming at right, a personal yeah. perspective you know here yes i i way think game preservation in the future is more based on digital than it is physical 
Yeah. Especially when 90% of the games roughly right now are being bought as digital copies of games. There's going to be less Correct. physical games in the future anyway. It, it, like, think about how hard it is to find some of these games from the past 20 years ago, right? right. Like games that sold. Some of them are like rare collector's items and all that kind of stuff. And that was when there were cartridges. When they lasted longer than little plastic discs. And now right. you talk about these games are only like 15 to 20% or less. Sometimes they're sold as physical. And think 20 years from now, we're going to even have less of those discs laying around. Mm-hmm. Like, digital is the future of, of game preservation. Yep. We have to put the pressure on Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. Well, and all publishers. Uh, right? Yes, all publishers to make sure our digital libraries... Don't carry forward and <laughs> always stay relevant and always right. it can get updated with future hardware that we purchase. That's that's the future of game preservation is that. It's emulation. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of these different things, right? Being able to convert your physical copy into a digital copy potentially in the future, all these kind of things. That's the future of game preservation to me personally. I don't honestly give a shit that I have to potentially plug in a box to the internet for 10 seconds in order to get it to check, especially if it was a digital thing in the first place. Yep. I didn't care about it when the disc was included in the box either personally, because I'm, I'm not thinking about the past. I'm thinking about the future. I, I just, yeah. And I still like physical. I still know the value and I understand why people still yeah. are attached. To I, it. I, get I do. It. Yeah, I do. And like I said, I've already, we've already seen it in books um, and uh, certain other entertainment forms that the digital versions are being allowed to be edited and censored. That's not okay to me. Yep. Okay. That's not okay. You want to preserve I don't, the originals. Yeah. The original should be preserved, even if it's outdated, even if it contains things that might be offensive yeah. in this a, day a and age. A lot of Spider-Man that, players yes. want to roll back their patches right now. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So so I'm not for any of that. And that Mav is correct, and I've talked about this too as well, that the government has to catch up here and that games that play that require internet connections, if that publisher, that's dev studio goes away, that there has to be a some type of um some type of sale uh, fail safe programming in it that they can patch it and allow people to continue to play and use that game after the fact after life from a publisher studio or online services or whatever that should be required in all games. And that's something they don't have currently speaking, or like Matt said, there has to be protections for emulation. If something like that does happen, that even the licensing reverts and you're allowed to emulate that game without any uh, that lawfully emulate that game, no matter what, right? That, that has to be in there. So we don't lose this stuff. Phil's talked about this, all this kind of stuff. Somebody did ask in the chat specifically what um, laws this was in regards to. This is from VGC, everybody. Um, this may, uh, this is partly due to section 1201 of the digital millennium C- copyright act, which says it's illegal to circumvent technology measure that effectively controls access to a copyrighted work, which in this case is the firmware on the disk drive as such in order to prevent piracy and also perhaps third party repairs, Sony and Microsoft use the pairing method to ensure that each each console can only work with the specific drive assigned to it, meaning users can't modify or replace 
the drive. The initial online connection requirement for the PS5 uh, uh, drive then may be a security check designed to verify the drive, then create the unique pairing between the drive and that console. So again, it's, right. it's section 1201 of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act that is coming into play here. And again, this goes back. You can go read articles where people were starting to try to repair like Xbox One uh, disk drives that went bad and they were trying to swap them. And it said can't be read like you could you could get it to work, but you pop in a disk and it would say can't read. Yeah. So that was a part of that back then even. So, yeah. Um, shout yep. out to um, God Emperor Sofa King that hit us with the 10 memberships. Appreciate you, bro. Amazing. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. Oh, the sub train is rolling. Let's go. This keeps the advertising away from the show. So you know what? We got a stretch goal, everybody. That's right. Get us to 50. So Mav does not have to incorporate ad live ads into this show. This That's true. what we this, don't want. This is not, this isn't true. Nah. Be ready for the fun speculation network coffee coming your way very soon. <laughs> We're going to sell bags of coffee. Your support means the world to me and Mav. So we don't have to introduce advertising. Everybody get on that sub train. Let's go. And if you get gifted a sub, don't be afraid to gift one back. That's what we love to see around here. Thank you all. Love you. Great. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Pong. Um, uh, Can't help myself. Yeah. I have to do it every time. <laughs> so, appreciate you for sure. Got it for Sophie King. You're amazing, yes. dude. Um, yeah. Also, I, I, I got it, Luis. Um, Jax eighty two hit us earlier with this uh, super chat. I'm super late on. I pre uh, apologize about that. But uh, it says I kept hearing Matt Booty's name. Didn't see him a lot or hear a lot from him. Mostly Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond are doing interviews. Matt, not so much. Yeah, Matt uh, does a, a few interviews here and there, and there's usually interesting things. Like, he'll say, yeah, I'm excited about Fable. Things like that. And it's really juicy I, stuff. I really want to show you guys Fable, but, but they I won't can't. let me. Right. <laughs> Even though he's in charge. These were the things where the criticism yeah. came from, right? Booty is not a camera guy. He is not... He. he He's he, he that's where his mild mannerness impression comes from is because in front of the cameras, he's not comfortable, right? He's not that Sarah Bond. He's not that Phil Spencer. He looks uncomfortable when he's in front of the camera. Not that he can't speak because he does a very good job. I mean, yeah. I've, I've always found his interviews very interesting, but yeah, he, you can tell that he has stayed out of the limelight and he likes to be more in the background guy, right? He, he likes to be that dude in the shadows that nobody talks about or nobody asks anything to. And you can tell that again, he, he seems like a super nice guy, but that's where yeah. we did get the impression. Like really booty. We're, we're really like, yeah, you're letting your devs tell you, you can't show something. It okay. was interesting to see him right yeah. after the big summer showcase uh, with Phil Spencer being interviewed by grub and uh, the people over at giant bomb. So that's where we got the most interesting what I call booty nuggets, nuggets dropped from yeah. booty. Yes. Right. Uh, we yes. got some interesting yes. booty nuggets there and uh, maybe expect some more shows and stuff in the future. And also uh, potentially maybe Xbox will show up at the game awards this year, according to uh, potential speculation based on uh, some of the talk Man, uh, I'm gonna be right th back. that they had. And yeah, keep right. Entertaining. On, uh, to keep entertaining. Hey, everybody. All right. Uh, three bit. Uh, member for 28 months 28 months dude three bit it's almost three years bro um it says 
Great combos. Love you, bros. Love you too, 3-Bit. Everybody congratulate 3-Bit on getting engaged. Um, He's taken everybody. I know he's the looker on the channel, right? Everybody loves them some 3-Bit. But uh, he's gone. He's taken. I'm going to have to actually close the only the 3-Bit OnlyFans page on the Discord. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed about that. Uh, sell that Mav roast. We got roast? Roast beef? I did have roast beef today. I had roast beef uh, from Jersey Mike's. I had roast beef and salami. Oh, yeah. That was really juicy. It was great. Um, see, 3-Bit is the man. He's got the... Kavorka? What I, What does that mean? I don't know what that... Should I have said that word? Because I don't know what it means. Coffee? Sell the coffee? Everybody, let's... <laughs> let's buy some coffee. It's called Mav's Fun Speculation Coffee. It comes in dark roast, medium roast, and uh, breakfast blend. You can get it next month if you gift five memberships. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Alright. So, what were we talking We are talking about booty... Right, guys. I think uh, Matt Booty is like uh, he is that behind the scenes guy. But at the same time, what we saw behind the scenes from Matt Booty, from his emails and stuff, he is vicious, right? So I think Matt Booty's actually a really good person for Xbox to have. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> good thoughts. Yeah, I was just having fun with the chat a little bit. Awesome. I'm sure you were. You always yeah. like it when I leave so you can do yeah. crazy shit. I, can, can I leave for a second, too? I really have to use the bathroom. Of course you can. Of course you can. Bro. I'll be right of back. Course. Yep, no problem. This is we'll Pong, see you back. Pong's time. We'll see what Pong does. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the chat here, brother. I'm going to talk to the chat a little bit. Let's see what we got on here. Who, well, let's go back a little bit here. I know we had some good conversations here. Uh, Trey Bone 408, shout out to you for joining us tonight. It says, I went digital because I got tired of taking my games to pawn shops when I needed money, but still wanting the game. So I went to digital, don't have to rebuy if I sold the game and wanted it back. Everybody's got their reasons to do it. And that is one of them. I'm a mix of physical and digital. I am mostly digital. I will say that. And obviously, PC side has been digital almost completely for a long time right so these aren't new topics whatsoever i do like the you know obviously having my digital library available to me at all times like mav said now i'm not quite as lazy as what mav says where he doesn't even like getting up and changing out his discs i don't mind that at all but just be able to pop on the xbox and pull up my digital library is nice it's a nice feature to have and again i'm I like preservation. I like physical, but I, but there is a convenience factor. There is the reality that no matter how much I wish that the old days, a lot of ways stuck around, that's just not where we're headed. Um, Rainbow says, I have flash media that is hardened through. Uh, there are ways to work around some kind of compromise. Yeah, there's lots of workarounds and there's lots of things going on in the background. People always find different ways. Um, that is true. I got a physical, uh, Nicholas Lund, shout out to you, Nicholas. I got a physical copy last week. Still love having them on a shelf. Looks good and love the art, even if the manuals are gone by now. Yeah. Again, I shall, if you've got the space, no matter what it is, to me, some people would call it clutter. Some people don't like the look, but to me, books, movies, games, neatly arranged, 
on nice shelving in your house, like a library. I want a house that has a full-fledged library someday. I would love to have shelves filled with books. That still does appeal to me as well. I agree 100%. We're talking about books? We're just talking about physicals, physical stuff. I was going oh. back through some of the comments people had on physical versus digital, right? And yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Nicholas Lund said, I, I got a physical copy last week. Still love having them on the shelf. Looks good and love the art, even if the manuals are long gone by now. And I was saying that if you've got the space... Right. And you got nice shelving and you've got them arranged nicely, books, movies, games. It does look pretty cool. Like when I see people's collections online, yeah, now, when people I, post, bro, yeah, it looks cool. damn. So it looks awesome, man. Just to have that many. And like I said, I, I want to have something with a real library. I would love to have. I'm a reader uh, or used to be. I don't read as much anymore, but used to be a very big reader. So I'd love to have books stacked everywhere, man. I think it looks awesome. It just is such a cool thing. Man, I used to collect all the damn magazines back in the day and then I kept yeah. them for forever yeah. and I still wish I had them. But then like every time I moved, it was like a thousand pounds of fucking magazines, dude. And it was like, Oh my God, I've gotten rid of a lot. Like- I still have a lot. I've got my old dragon magazines, which for anybody who played D and D and stuff, that was a huge magazine. Some of those are actually worth money too. I've got, I've got a whole box of those out there. Um, but yeah, I used to have my, I used to have all my dreamcast magazines, right? I used to have all, uh, my, uh, PlayStation. Remember when PlayStation had their magazine used to have all theirs yeah. as well. Plus EGMs and game pros and all those used to have them all the time. I used to keep a lot of them. Some of their cover art. Was so yeah. cool. Oh yeah, man. Oh, bro. So good. So good. Nintendo power. Sure. Def. If you were a Nintendo fan, Nintendo power was it, man. Nintendo power has been around for yeah. freaking ever, man. So cool. I would just go to the grocery store with my mom just so yep. that way I could sneak off to the magazine section and yep. grab the yep. gaming mag and just sit there reading it while she was doing the grocery shopping bag and sneak out the uh, demo disc. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or convince my mom to buy it for me so I could have the demo disc. Do you, uh, do you remember when, um, there was a there was a uh, time when Axe, uh, like shampoo and conditioners mm-hmm. and like stuff had, yeah. they had uh, Xbox Live codes on their bottles for a little bit. No, I don't remember that. Okay, so there Can was a, there was a time. I can't. So you went to store. I, if yeah, I yeah. say this story, I might go to jail. I don't know. Um, so there was, uh, if you bought like an Axe or or a body uh sham or shampoo and conditioner or, or like body wash or whatever they would have like a, a little code on it that had like a code you could redeem for like 200 micros like X- xbox live gold points or whatever they called back then right and um so at the same time that this was going on there was magazines out there that had a f- free coupon for a free thing of axe uh Shampoo and conditioner. So you see where yep. I'm going with this? Yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yes, so, yes, of course. Me and Kate, we went and dr- drove to every fucking store within like a 45-minute radius that had magazines, and we'd take mm-hmm. out the coupon, and then we'd go to like a Target checkout, and we'd use like 10 coupons to get like 10 bottles of Axe uh, shampoo and conditioner, go home, and end up redeeming like 50,000 like my... <laughs> The fucking Microsoft points, dude. Amazing. Bro. <laughs> it was it was crazy. And I had like under my bathroom sink, I had like so much fucking axe shampoo and like body wash and conditioner That's... under the sink, man. 
Um, it's like the, it's like one of those the couponer days. shows. I mean, you're talking That's about crazy. like 20 years yeah. ago. 20 years ago, yeah. like. No, oh, yeah, no, bro. There's so I, many different. I didn't have any yeah. money. I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nope, absolutely, man. Uh, is absolutely. taking coupons out of a magazine a crime? No, it's not. I don't think so, at least. At <laughs> Sappho, when they started putting in plastic on the magazines, uh, if you guys are old enough, they used to have at the grocery stores when you when you would get something in a in one of their plastic bags, they had the little <laughs> tabs that you clipped on there. We used to actually use them as zingers, right? You could you could flick those those things were yeah. freaking dangerous. They were so damn cool though. So, anyways, if you broke off one of the, the tabs though that used to clip onto the plastic bags to hold them shut, if you clipped off one of those, it became sharp on the edge. That you could make a nice slit in the side of the plastic, and the demo disc would just drop out. And you didn't know where it came from, but the demo disc was there. There's no way to buy the demo disc. So, man, don't want to go to the waste. They'll probably just throw it away. It wound up coming home with you. Just yeah. letting you know. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh, the things we used to do. Ah, anyways. A <laughs> life of child crime, I tell you. Oh, the funny thing is, too, when I had those yeah. points, my Microsoft account ended up getting hacked. Oh, really? Yeah. And somebody. Oh, so your karma got you. But no, it didn't. It actually turned out okay because you're going to think this is crazy. Whoever stole my account just went and bought a bunch of games with it, right? Because that's all they could do with it. Like they tried to get my credit card, but like I didn't have like a. I I was smart back then. I didn't leave my credit card on there or whatever. So they just like used all my rewards and bought a bunch of random games and stuff, right? But. So I was like, but yeah, I didn't do this. So I called Microsoft and they, you know, found out that it had been hacked. They saw that it was logged in somewhere way else far away and stuff. I got the account back and they redeemed all my points, but they didn't take away the licenses for the games. <laughs> so, so you got all the games. I got anyway. all the games that that person <laughs> got. Awesome. Plus I got my points back. Oh, it was insane. Awesome. Oh my God. That's freaking fantastic. Oh my God. Math. Listen. We've had a lot of business talk we've had for nearly three hours, bro, which is crazy. We got to talk some games, brother. We got to talk. We got to talk some games. I hope the chat's ready because we do have to get into as long as you're still good, man. I don't know what you got going on yeah, tonight. Good. As long as you're still good. We got to get into the Xbox partner preview that happened this week, too. We did have a show this week, folks, uh, from Xbox, a surprise show. They have now done something, and again, Mav, give us our kudos for talking about what they needed to do, and this goes back two and a half years ago, brother, what they were going to do with all the, this was after the Zenimax acquisition was announced. What were they going to do to make sure that people were aware of all the games? And we had conversations that, Again, upset this community for some reason. They told us we weren't, we didn't have marketing majors, that we didn't know anything about marketing, that Xbox's YouTube channel was enough, that Xbox Wire was enough. They were doing fine, man. They didn't need to copy Sony or Nintendo. Yeah. And then starting last year, we got a little, or starting this year, I should say, we got a little thing called a direct, right, Mav? Got this little show called The Direct, which is something that we said they should do. 
for their first party to keep pushing the games that they had coming. We also said they got to do something with their third parties too, that somehow they had to incorporate all these deals that they're making game pass deals, marketing deals with their third parties, partners. That was important that they get those in the limelight too, because again, their ex their, their Xbox first party stuff is going to become so massive, right? And they're going to have so many games dropping between game pass and first party and all that kind of stuff. There's no way that people could keep them all like in their head that you had to give them the, the, the time that they deserve to shine. Well, we got the direct came true Mav. And now we got the third party show also coming true because they've created a new one. And again, shout out to Tina Amini. I think she is one of the most underrated hires in Phil's career right now. And it's already just a short period of time. But again, remember, she was this 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 little hire that was just kind of mentioned out of the way that they brought somebody over from IGN to handle their shows, their marketing shows. And she has now developed a team that is knocking it out of the park, park every time. Now, again, you can say, what are you talking about, Pong? This is a third party show. Whatever. This was like a nothing burger. This was putting the shine on your partner's games, both big and small, that are coming to your ecosystem that associate, help associate these games with Xbox. Her and her team are doing a phenomenal job. There was no talking in this. It was nonstop games. It was like 20, what did it wind up being, man? Like 28 minutes or something like that? Yeah. 28-minute 20, 20 show. It's got a marketable name to it. Xbox partner preview, alliteration for the win. Yep. I'm I'm an alliteration fan. I love alliteration. Some people might say it's overused. I don't care. It works. The partner preview show is now going to be something they also incorporate going forward. And I love it. So we had this show announced, I think, two days prior, Mav. Two days yeah. we had the show like this. Beautiful. Beautiful. Loved what I yeah. saw from the show. So well, let's run through these games here real quick, Matt. What did you think overall about the show, though? Yeah, and, I, and what, what I, I first I liked the yeah. announcement kind of gave a rundown yep. of some of the things to expect. Yep. Right. Yep. There was like four games that they had mentioned. Right. Um, to kind of give a expectation. And I loved the name, not because, oh, it's such a cool name, because it tells us exactly what to expect. So there's no like, right. you know, like when people watch a state of play. I don't know if yes. it's going to be a huge, great one or if it's going to be like a shit yep. one or like if it's going to be like an indie one or, or whatever, right? Sometimes PlayStation puts it out there, but like the masses are just kind of going to miss some of these announcements. They just know there's a state of play or see a state of play video or whatever, right? So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily hit all the same. And that happens too with Nintendo Directs too, right? Like, so this was a different um, wording and phrasing than a developer mm -hmm. direct, which now Xbox has established, Right. Because they right. did the Starfield Direct, they Correct. had the Developer Direct, right? And now this is a partner preview, right? So it's clear with the messaging about what these things are. So I, yes. I love that. Um, overall, the show I thought was good. It was exactly as advertised, but it actually had some surprises in there, which yep. is also really awesome. Uh, some Correct. bigger stuff that uh, maybe was people didn't expect to see. That's for nope. damn sure. So. Nope. Yeah, no, I, I just... I, like you said, man, they set it up perfectly, set expectations perfectly, and it delivered. For me, it delivered. Again, I'm going to say this 
show blew my world away. No, of course not. Of course not. But I knew going in what it was going to be. And like Mav just got done saying, there were some surprises that I wasn't expecting. Some games that I already knew about, but showed more. And we're going to talk about those that got me interested even more. Even if I was high, like this was the perfect show. I just really thought they did a great job with it. So I'm not going to go in order, um, but I am going to run down some of the stuff and map uh, jump in here. Give me your opinions on some of the stuff, especially the bigger stuff, what you thought here. And if anything caught you by surprise, let me know um, and give me, give me your words on it. Um, let's start with a big surprise depending on your perspective. Okay. But a big surprise because of the IP that it is and who it's associated with metal gear, solid Delta snake eater. Everybody shout out to MBG who dressed up during one state of play. Everybody thought that this would be continuously showed at state of plays under PlayStation. PlayStation got the first trailer for it. Right. But lo and behold, it shows up here at the partner preview program with the first actual in-engine gameplay footage map for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. It's Snake. It's Unreal Engine 5. Yes, it's still Konami, and we all know from the Metal Gear re whatever you want to call it, <laughs> emulated release that they just put out. It sucks, whatever. Yeah. That it's hit or miss with Konami, but we still got Unreal Engine 5 Snake. I thought it looked really good, Mav. Um, obviously, it's early footage, but I thought it looked really good. What did you think about yeah. Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake? I thought it looked gorgeous. Like, um, hope the game actually looks like that when it comes out. It plays well. Yeah, I hope it plays well also. Yep. Um, the the uh, trailer looked, it looked impressive. So this is one of the better showings I've seen from like Unreal Engine. A five so far for like something like this. Um, cool to use it for like a remake like this, right? Uh, re the remake, remaster, whatever they're calling it. It's a a remakester, as some people are saying, right? Um, it looks more well redone than Last of Us Part Two or Last of Us Part One was, and the, their remake, right? So I correct. I think this is more of a remake more yes. so than remaster right and absolutely 100%. a bit kind of built from the ground up more like a dead a dead space or like a mm -hmm. uh, resident evil situation right so right. i'm i'm liking what i'm seeing from it um yeah. it seems like one of the better like i said one of the better implement implementations of unreal engine 5 also with what they're trying to do with this game and kind of stay true to the original it looks yep. like that's going to be within like the scope of being able to do a lot with that engine um, mm -hmm. instead of going way too big and potentially losing, you know, some, um, quality or performance there. So I just hope it has great performance. I hope it has great uh, visuals and I hope it plays great. Uh, but right now that showing was pretty damn impressive. So, um, I'm just down on them in general right now because of that shit they just threw at us. So it's hard Slop. to like, it's hard yeah. to give them praise too much for this when they just, Hit us over the face with this shitty Metal Gear thing that they just did, right? Yeah. With this uh, Master Collection, they're calling it, right? Like it's just what a what a what a fuck you to gamers everywhere, right? Yep. yep. Um, what so, a fuck you to the series. What a fuck you to the IP. Yeah. What it's absolutely fuck awful, you to man. everybody involved with the original game. Kojima, and Kojima like it's, yeah, it's just terrible, bro. Yeah. So it's hard to give them praise, but hey, fuck but it. They looked great. Look good. I, at least it I'm excited for it. I ain't gonna buy that other shit. 
unless they do no, something to it. No, 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 no. We're not touching that stuff. But this one again, and then there was a, this was a big W for Mike, Mike Xbox, because again, Metal Gear is so associated with PlayStation. Everybody assumed that PlayStation would get the first gameplay footage. Everybody just assumed that there was a, originally people just assumed that the yeah. remake was going to be exclusive, right? So the fact that they got it here for this show. Blue, it, oh, I, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I, it was a, it was a great it was a great Ooh, get. Man, what do you think? Yeah. How do you think Sony felt there seeing Metal Gear show up at X, at this Xbox show like that? I, and not just winds, winds of change are blowing, man. And this was even like at a huge showcase event. This nope. was just at a smaller event. They had fucking smaller, this yep. game there. I was like, whoa, that's the different. relationships that they've established over in the East cannot be understated. They still have a lot more work to do over there. But the work that Phil and Sarah, especially, and the rest of that team has done flying over there nonstop is paying dividends. It is paying dividends, ma'am. They have created inroads that just weren't there before. They've got more to do, but you're seeing it in this kind of stuff. This is big. This is big, ma'am. It is. Yeah. Um, agree wholeheartedly. Um, Alan Wake 2 showed up here. Most people said, I've seen enough Alan Wake 2. We've seen it time and time again. It looks great. It looks fantastic. I don't need to see it anymore. For me personally, Mav, this one saved me from buying it. Yeah. Not that I was going to buy it day one, but I now, not to say I will never pick this up, okay? Because I love Alan Wake 1. I'm planning on going back and playing the remaster. I think I'm going to pick it up on sale right now. Too for much, the 10 bucks. too much pure horror for you. Too much pure. horror. They are. Yeah. Which shout out to remedy. It's been a long time. They have honed their craft. Obviously the reviews are now out for Alan Wake too. Now, again, there's some things about these reviews that I'm going to wait and see how people are playing it and coming across it. There's a couple of reviewers who did point out major problems, bugs and game breaking stuff. We'll see if, some of the reviewers ignored it, or if it's just a mixed kind of experience for people. One of those but pick and choose, situations. pick and choose, ignore. Well, yeah, right. But obviously, it came out to fantastic reviews. People are praising Remedy, talking about how great the stories are between the two characters and all everything that goes into this game. This game has got hype. I love Alan Wake One, but for me, this showing solidified that they have gone into beyond the psychological horror in our leaning into real horror and jump scare horror and like, yo, that double torso woman thing that she was fighting in this, the FBI agent I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. So not to say I won't ever play this, but I'm just saying I'm not planning on buying it up front, but I thought it was a great showing story looks incredible. Um, Remedy really knows what they're doing with Alan Wake. I thought I, for how long it's been since they touched Alan Wake, which was like 13 years or whatever it's been, bro, for them to come back in this fashion, create what people are calling one of the most gorgeous games of the generation on any platform is pretty incredible. I saw Digital Foundry stuff about the PC version. The way that they've used the tech, Mav, yeah. like, wow, bro, like, Yo, ray tracing on the metal like looks yeah, like it's almost off. real metal. They're showing off. So, anyways, uh, what's your thoughts on Alan Wake Two? Yeah, I uh, thought it looked really freaking impressive. But I'm kind of yeah. with you. Like, I also am not a huge like um, horror games fan. You know, uh, I'm still wrestling with playing Dead Space remake, and I might do that now because it's in Game Pass. But uh, 
I just I just don't really get super into a lot of these games. Some some yeah. of the Resident Evil games I really like, and some of the franchises I'm kind of more into. But uh, uh, for some reason, like the the first Alan Wake was more along my speed, but even yeah. that was still not like <laughs> a favorite of mine. You know, so yeah. um, I don't know. I, I it yeah. looks amazing. Like it does. It, it does. Yes. Like and I just don't know fantastic. if I'm going yeah. to enjoy playing right. it. Right. Right. I kinda it's kinda like how I look at some of the PlayStation first party games. Like it looks amazing, it's so impressive, all this stuff, and it's just like but <laughs> I'm not really excited to play that. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I right. I understand where the hype is and how it could get great reviews and all these kind of things. Um it's just personally not on my super hype level. Right. No, right, exactly. But everybody Suicide. that is, man, they were treated, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah, this looks like it's going to be a special game for. A lot oh of people. yeah, no, 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 yeah. People are praising it already. Like I said, I can't wait to see what people actually get hands on with it, what they think, and if the bugs are what some of the reviewers did touch on, or if they are more just hit or miss, like we've seen a lot of. Some people's, like, you know, some people's experiences are great, some people's aren't. A lot of games. We'll see, we'll see. Um, but I can't wait. But Susa, you've been around long enough. You know, I don't do horror. Right. You know, I don't do horror. I can get to a certain point. Right. I enjoyed the dead spaces back in the day. I played the original Alan Wake on 360 and was cool with it. More psychological than true horror. I can do those. But like the new Resident Evils. No, we'll do those. Right. Uh, Dead Space, the remake. I've got it downloaded. I'm going to try it, but I don't know if the update, you know, the upgrades that they've done, the remake is now leaning it's going to make it so that it's to that point where I can't do it. But yeah, Susa, as I get older, I can't, I, I can't do horror, man. I just can't uh, shout out to brother steel rain too, for dropping in here. I see you brother. Uh, he says, are you in the finals? Uh, I have not downloaded the beta yet. I did want to check it out though, because that's one of the games we we're going to talk about here too. Um, let's see uh, here real, real quick. Uh, Pong, yeah. we have um, a super chat earlier from yeah. Trey bone 408 for $2. Says yeah. I switched cartridges at Blockbuster at WWF Raw to Royal Rumble. <laughs> wow, <laughs> good effort when you could take apart the cartridges. Yeah, swap them out. I bet. Oh man, ruthless. And then um, and God, then uh, God Emperor. Yeah, God Emperor Sofa King, uh, member for six months. Says Alan Wake performance looks mode looks sus. Yeah, it's pressing. Some people are kind of saying some things. It's right. it's pressing those PCs, boy. Even the thir- the thirty series is getting really like people are like, oh, I gotta drop this down to like ten eighty, like and I or fourteen forty, yeah. and I gotta dial it back in order to get consistent performance. Yeah, I mean, again, when the when the min max came out and they showed the specs, everybody was scratching their heads, going, oh boy, here we go. What are they doing? So yeah, there has been some question about that. Uh, Digital Foundry says that the console versions look great, so we'll see. Uh, John Linneman was out there saying the PS5 version looks great. So, and Xbox should technically have a leg up because they supposedly use mesh shaders, which Xbox has and PlayStation 5 doesn't. So we'll see if they took advantage of the Xbox version. I'll be interested. It'll be curious. I'll be curious. Um, all right. And no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take my tampon out. No, I'm, I'm too old. I don't care. I admit I'm not a horror fan. I just, am not, I get scared. You want me to take it out for you, Pong? Nope. Thank you. Pause. Oh. No. No, okay. We're not having that either. Oh God. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know, you know if you needed assistance. No, no, okay. no, no. Okay. 
Uh, Ark Survival <laughs> Ascended. Let's go, Mav. Let's change subject here real quick before we go too deep. Uh, pause. Uh, Ark Survival Ascended, the new version of Ark um, is coming out. Everybody can laugh. Everybody can dismiss Ark. Um, I never got into it. My kiddo uh, played uh, about 4,000 plus hours. He had a clan with some Australian uh, dudes uh, that he used to stay. He used to, he changed his whole sleep cycle before he had a job where he can't do that. <laughs> He did. He would sleep during the day and be up in the middle of the night when Australia was up. Uh, so he could play with like these guys. No, no, but he could he he could do it. He could yeah. do it. But <laughs> Ark Survival's got a big fan base. Now they're not necessarily happy with this because they are getting rid of the old one and forcing everybody to buy this one. There's some rumors, some smoke out there that the developers are running out of money for Arc 2, which was supposed to be coming out to Xbox mm-hmm. this year on Game Pass. Remember that? The Vin Diesel trailer. That Arc 2, supposedly they might have run out of money and they're doing this whole survival ascended to do some fundraising, right? So, but what I will say is the trailer was definitely an upgrade from the old Arc. Mav, did you ever play Arc? I, this is what my experience playing Arc. Yes. Turn it on. Okay. I show up on a beach as a naked man. I get killed by a dinosaur. Yep. I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about jank? Whew. Yeah. I, and, yeah. There was a good five minutes in between the killing and the running around yeah. trying to pick up <laughs> stuff, trying to figure out what to do with it and realizing that this is, yes, this experience was not for me at the time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, so we'll see how this goes, but it does look good. I will give them that the upgrades definitely are there. I mean, it's a different looking game. Now, again, we'll see how it plays. We'll see what their community, uh, like Saffo said, they do have a very loyal fan base. Um, again, I've seen the videos of people doing raids. My kiddo and his clan used to do the whole raid thing, get it like a thousand dinosaurs bred and trained, and there's mobbed some other place, person's base. Like I've seen it. It's, it's impressive. It's cool stuff. But uh, we'll see how this one goes. But, uh, you know, shout out to Arcus Survival Ascended, man. I, you know, again, I think it's going to probably do well. Um, all right. This is the game that I was already looking forward to. Um, and funny enough, they showed off something I was not expecting at all as a mechanic of this game. And I'm actually more hyped for it. And that, of course, is like a dragon infinite wealth. Mav. I had no idea that this was going to be an Animal Crossing Stardew Valley Yakuza. <laughs> I had no, I, I don't know if is anybody this just did. like a certain part of it. I would like, or is that it's the whole a game? main part of it. You're building out the island the way that you want to. Right. In between, you're having Yakuza fights like dudes are showing up trying to trash your island and stuff. Right. So you get into Yakuza fights and you got some storylines there. But yes, this is the main part of the game. You're like, building out your island. I didn't island. know if like the main part of the game was like a regular Yakuza game, and then you could go like travel to no. this island and have this whole other experience. No, Dondoko Island is your main business that you're trying to build up here, Map. So yeah, the lovable fuzzy creatures and yeah, that's all part of this yeah. map. I'm I'm down. I I'm too. down. Like regardless, <laughs> I'd be honest with you. Even if there's still a whole other Yakuza game that's there, like a regular yes. Yakuza game, I was <laughs> after seeing this, I'm most excited to play that regardless. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I just I was laughing because I thought it was a joke. I thought it was part of their marketing, yeah. like they were doing this whole. 
they're not like this is legit. The big question here, Mav, is do we get Caitlyn to play this? I don't think so, bro. She can build her dream house any way she's she wants. Doing that they the house it. flipper in Starfield right now, though. I know, but she's got another one coming. Yeah, like I, I, I just I, like when he was like working on the stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. There was a chair. He like wipes his brow and he's like, whoo. And then there's a yeah. chair, ping, chair. Like yes, yes, yes. It. I'm all in for the January 26th. Uh, 2024 is when this drops. It is not coming to Game Pass. Remember, that's the man who erased his name. That Like a Dragon. God, I just wish they would have stuck with Yakuza and Like a Dragon separately. Anyways, that's the one that's coming in to Game Pass, and they just dropped um, Ishin into Game Pass as well. But this one is not going to be, but I'm here for this one. I, I really yeah. want to play so this one. It looks fun as hell. This is an infinite wealth, right? In, 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 infinite, infinite wealth. wealth. Yeah, Yakuza yep. Infinite Wealth, babe. Yes, yeah. correct. Yes. It has a... Looks do- awesome. uh, what is it called? Donka? Dondoko. Dondoko. Dondoko Island? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to build up your whole island. You yeah. get to you get to decide what stores go in there, but you can build your dream house, like, literally but from the floor on up. You can yeah. build it any way you want to. Looks awesome. Um. All right. And then we got Still Wakes the Deep. Again, shout out to all the horror fans. Shout out to the horror genre having an explosion of popularity, both in movies and all types of media, including video games. This one looks awesome. I always love the aesthetic in horror games. It's just that the minute that thing was chasing him through the water, Mav, and he went up the ladder, and then he went down the down into uh, he had uh, one of the open doors, and he went down the ladder, and that thing said whatever. It, what did it say? Stay down there or something like that. It said, it slammed Matt, it. you don't want to play this game. <laughs> yeah, I was said, like, yeah, is what I heard. No, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, no. First yep. person horror. Nope. Uh-huh. nope, no, no, thank you. Um, so, but still wakes the deep looks really good. Um, again, you can look uh, it up all these games on Xbox Wire too. They uh, they did interviews with uh, a lot of the devs and and got some more in depth stuff. So if you guys want to see any of that, go to Xbox. Yeah, Wire I, I I was already out when I saw yep. the. The thin beam I had to walk across in first. Oh person. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, nope, yeah. not doing that. Uh, I'm okay. Right. Yep, absolutely. But still, wakes deep is coming to Game Pass early 2024. Is the release window? Um, it is coming to Xbox, PC, PlayStation, everywhere. But it is coming to Game Pass early 2024 as well. Mav. Then we got a game that both you and I are of course excited for we've got to start mm. finding some time mav we have a lot of rts games i to know play. bro company of heroes 3 i still need to pick up i want to play with you pause uh on the game uh i want to team up we need to get back to age four because the little you know, the, the hour and a half we played the other day was awesome we got to get back but we're getting another one mav right manor lords is coming to Game Pass PC, and then eventually will come to console, but it's coming to Game Pass PC April 26, 2024. This will be in game preview, but Manor Lords is a historic RTS strategy game where you get to build up your town. You got to arm your townsmen as defense until you get big enough a kingdom to start actually getting warriors. This looks cool as hell again yeah. this is manor lords for all of our fellow rts fans out there go take a look at this video big time battles lots of people on the screen again not mind-blowing graphically but just moody historical setting looks awesome Av. right 
I was super. I was like, "What is this game?" And they kept getting yeah. better, and then better, yes. and then better. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and then it said it's coming to PC Game Pass, right? I'm like, "Yes, yeah. okay." Manor Lords, man. I, I sent y'all a yes. DM, but like, I I didn't mention any other game from the show to you guys, right? And the mm-hmm. DMs was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, yep. that Manor Lord Manor Lords game looks pretty awesome." I know. Like, build your own kingdom from the ground up, map. Oh, yeah, yes. but it's like also the yes. The art style and the, like the mm-hmm. uh, it may, it's not the most impressive, but like the way that the uh, building is presented and the way that the stuff is presented is in a very traditional way for like uh, old school RTS games, and mm-hmm. that that is what kind of sold me on it more than anything else. Like the way that you build it and the way that the, the building kind of the structured and stuff like that. So, um, absolutely, bro. Yes, I can't wait can't wait and coming to game pass pc game pass you and i are going to fire up the pcs for that one for sure all right so uh yeah andrew colony says manor lord's demo was more of a city builder yeah uh, i had heard that from people because that is a big part of it you are actually doing some city building as you build up your town because you kind of also control the construction of it but uh obviously they showed off much more of the rts as you are defending and then eventually increasing your land right by taking over yeah. other land they showed a lot of those they, even how they were the building yeah. placement and stuff seemed mm-hmm. more classic yes. rts classic rts correct uh i can't wait for that one so yeah manor lords and then we got a cool indie title coming from thunderfall mav this is from uh the uh, developers of power wash simulator and velocity um looks amazing Akaro will not die um, so a car will not die was that, uh, very flashy neon esque yeah. one, right? Very fast paced, um, combat. This looked cool. Can't wait to try it out. Um, I can't wait to see, hasn't been confirmed for game pass yet, but Xbox has a great relationship with Thunderfall. In fact, Jez did an interview, uh, with the head of Thunderfall who used to work for Xbox at I or uh, ID at Xbox. So that's where that connection is made. But Thunderfall, Akaro will not die. Did you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, look, look cool, look like a fun, yeah. like arcade style uh game. Um yep, sci-fi, high speed. Okay, it looks like gameplay is yep. gonna be fun in it, right? Off the charts. Yep. Um, another indie game, Spirit of the North 2. Uh, this was a surprise. Nobody knew that Spirit of North 2 was in production yet. Spirit of North 2, um, I played a little bit of Spirit of North, the first one. Um, beautiful, gorgeous game. Um, emotionally driven, of course, with animals. Depends on how you feel about animals. I'm Animals are like kids to me, so I'm, I'm, I'm automatically attached to animals. It's just one of those things. Um, Spirit of North 2, Fox and Raven, uh, adventure, puzzles, that kind of stuff through a frozen land. I'm kind of searching. I think you're searching for a home or something like that as well. Um, Drop that gorgeous. And I was in love with the Fox and the Raven right away. Um, Just a really cool aesthetic to it. So uh, Spirit of the North 2 is uh, coming uh, next year as well, I believe. Yeah, I think that was in the near future. I think that is all they gave us. I believe that would probably be next year. But Spirit of the North 2 looks cool, Mav, right? Yeah, looks solid. Yep, looks solid. Uh, Then we got another look at RoboCop. RoboCop Rogue City, everybody. Nostalgia hype. Nostalgia hype through the roof. I want to play this eventually. I know the demo is on PC. I never did download it to try it out. I know some people did. Some people said it's exactly what you think it is. Some people said it was a little bit better than what they thought it was going to be. I'm a RoboCop fan. The fact that they lean in so heavily to the first RoboCop just 
I'm all about this game. I will eventually play this game, whether on PC or game uh, on console. I will eventually play RoboCop Rogue City because I do want to play as RoboCop. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, after I saw some gameplay footage of the demo, I was more sold on this game. Um, it's interesting for sure, the like the slow, methodical gameplay of it, but like the how hardcore RoboCop it is is pretty awesome. That's what I'm saying. All the yeah. sounds are there. Um, everything is there like they've got it down pat like I, that's why i just yeah. want to play it i don't i don't care yeah it'll be there for the nostalgia reasons of like living Correct. living in yep. that world regardless of anything else right so. absolutely yep uh dungeons of hinterberg uh, another indie title this is the second time i think we've seen dungeons yeah. of hinterberg they went a little bit more in depth this time um indie rpg that takes place both out in the wild in the dungeons and kind of areas that you go to in battle but then you're also creating relationships in town with the townspeople that do add to your um actual overall kind of power uh as as you know you go forward the different relationships that you form in town will help you out in the wild so um no it doesn't it doesn't look voiced it's got the beep 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 beep, beep. yeah uh so it's going to be a lot of reading and stuff but love the artwork in this game. Beautiful looking game. Interesting. It's made by uh, German uh, developers uh, through and through. Even the town is very German-esque. Um, love what I'm seeing here. Um, and I believe this one is this. Yeah, it's coming to Game Pass uh, in 2024. I'll definitely be checking this out in 2024 and trying it out. But I liked what I saw at Dungeons and Hinterburg. It's not going to be for everybody, but I thought it yeah, was Yeah, cool. I, I like the think the gameplay looks pretty cool. The ideas yeah. of it and stuff. Yeah. The uh, art style for me yeah. is a is a it's big turn off. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yep, not for just everybody. a personal thing. Yeah, yep, absolutely one thousand percent. So, uh, but it looks pretty cool. Um, and then the final one is the finals. Mav, um, a studio that we've been talking about for a long time, a studio that has a tweet from about oh boy, four five years ago now, Mav, where Phil showed up to embark. Yeah. And visited with them. We had this team on our list of potential acquisitions, right? At one point, a long time ago. Um, they've got a very close relationship with Xbox. They are former, a lot of the Embark team are former old school Battlefield devs, which yep. always will get me and Mav excited. And the finals is their first big game. And it's an extraction shooter. And before you go, oh, extraction shooters are already getting played out. They've got a big twist on this because they are bringing the old school battlefield revolution to this game. The destructibility in this game, the fast paced nature, the art style in this game, the way that the, it, the presentation as a game show map, all of that has me a little excited. And it's in open beta right now. You can download an Xbox. They got cross play between PC, P, uh, P, PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Go check it out. That's what Steel was talking about when he dropped in here. I want to play this. I want to check it out and see what it plays like. It is going to be a free-to-play game um, when it does eventually launch. Um, but uh, go check out the beta if you're interested. But the finals looked really good. I love every time they show it off, it looks better and better to me, Mav. Can't yeah. wait to try this one. Any really any feedback from people yet on the beta? Not, not that I'm aware of. I heard the uh, – remember they had the closed beta uh, a few months ago? Yeah. The closed beta a few months ago, people came, in, came out of that saying, surprise the hell out of me better than i ever could have thought it was going to be destructibility is super cool 
Like there was a yeah. lot of praise for it. I need, it I need to install beta. it and give it a, a little yeah. bit of a go. Um, this is actually, it's a new studio, but this is the game I'm not as excited as, as much as the other game that they're working on. Which um, is Ark Raiders. Yes. Ark yes. Raiders. I'm yes. got my, very much has my interest. Yeah. Yes. So looking forward yeah. to that one whenever it comes out. It's also free uh, okay, to play, so, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. T- Tando says the finals is mid. Gunplay needs tightening. Okay. That's a, that's a fair that's a fair opinion to come out. If if the gunplay isn't isn't tight, then obviously that's something in a shooter that you do need. Again, as X Battlefield does, I imagine they will clean that up, but that's good feedback. I can't wait to try them. Um, yeah. I can't I can't wait to try it out, but Arc Raiders is definitely the one higher on my list, but the finals looks cool. So I can't wait to try it out. Uh overall map. So that was the show. Those were the games. Again, just thought how they had it set up, the flow, absolutely the pacing was on point. There was no breaks outside of them recapping the section of games that they just had done and saying, go to Xbox Wire if you want to learn more about these games. I thought they did a great job reminding everybody the games that they had just shown and then just moving forward with the next game in line. Really, really enjoyed the show. Again, shout out to Tina Amini and the entire crew over there that are putting these shows together. They've got another great format here going forward, Mab, that I hope they continue to use. Obviously, I believe they will, but I think this is a great format between these and the directs. They really are lining themselves up to keep people reminding people to keep reminding people about what Xbox has coming down the pipeline from their first party, from the third party, from their indies, all of it. I think this is really working for them right now. And I hope, I hope that they hear this feedback because they are monitoring it. They they know people love the directs, but I hope the partner preview program, most people that I saw, even if the show was, you know, of course, everybody wants the big surprise or everybody wants the mic drop game pass announcement. Um, you know, people want to hear about Baldur's Gate 3 update in this one. They didn't get that. Outside of that stuff, most people are saying the format was awesome, that it was really nice paced and that they liked that. So I hope they keep this going forward. You think so? I think so. I yeah. think we're going to get one every uh, quarter, maybe to every six months or so. Yep. Um, I think it'll be something they fill in like at times like this when there's you know doing another big show right now. We're kind of in between those times and the game awards and stuff like that. So you do a show kind of like this in the middle to kind of fill in, fill in some stuff, right? So, um, yeah, great, good show. I love it. Um, yep. I think good maybe show. next we'll see a couple dev directs and maybe a partner. Preview show mixed and sprinkled. I don't know if they're going to keep doing like the big Twitch things that they were doing before and stuff like that. I prefer this. Yes. Right? Yes. 1,000. Do multiple of these instead of one like four hour show where you have 30 minute interviews after uh, three or four trailers and just lose people. Like, do do multiple of these instead. Yeah. If she can take what she's doing here, Mav, and she can continue to evolve this with idea at Xbox as well and turn their shows into more like this. Yes. Yeah. And, and they had like the blog post and everything like yep. prepared, right? For everything. Kind of like we said, they should do those other things like, Hey, shorten it, have your trailers, have your stuff there for uh, people that are interested in the games to see and read more about and all that kind of stuff. Like, yes, do that. You're, you're muted. Shouldn't be. God dang it. I shouldn't be. I was paying attention this time. Anyways. Um, 
All right. So that was the preview program. Man, we still got, damn, we got other things to touch on here. But again, all right, let's run through this real quick. Um, Steven Tatillo, shout out to Axios, does good work over there as well. Um, don't always agree with what he writes, but he he's a good journalist. He, he he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft had uh, their financials today, Mav. So a lot of information came out of Ubisoft. Mm. Um, so let's touch on some of this stuff because some of it has to do with gaming related. I'll get this one out of the way first. Ubisoft headcount down as of September twenty twenty third, twenty twenty three, is down by more than thirteen hundred since last year. Um, so they weren't from 20,729 employees. My God, they Jeez. uploaded um, to 19,410. Company says retention has improved, but company is also doing cost reductions and studio downsizing, which we expected from Ubisoft. Um, all right, let's get to the game stuff now. Uh, so they did a game release update on a lot of different games. So let's go. Ubisoft delayed their mystery large game, which we all guest and steven is still they're just they're still not naming it but we all believe it's star wars outlaws right that was Why their big they name it because the game's already announced i don't know but they just won't do it for their financials so they delayed their mysterious large game and of course steven put in parentheses star wars question mark to fiscal year 2024 to 2025 meaning april 2024 or later we all guessed it was going to be a summer game right we all guessed it was going to be a late summer game um it was supposed to prior to this they had uh said it was going to launch prior by march right they now moved it okay fine no big deal yeah. move star wars outlaws again one of my most hyped games next year hands down game looks freaking amazing i can't wait Skull and Bones, Mav, will now release between January and March of 2024. Okay. They're saying absolutely will launch. <laughs> absolutely will? Absolutely will launch. Good luck. Look. Do you believe it? No. But, yes, I believe they will finally push it out the door. Will it yes. be $70? Or will they have changed the model? No, they will have changed the model. There's no... If they push it out at $70, they are literally pushing it out to die, Mav. It doesn't matter. If they, if they launch that thing at $70, it's over. I, again, I think they yeah. should go to free-to-play. I, I, I don't think they're going to do that, but I think that a $40, $50 mark, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they but sold I, a I, Assassin's Creed Mirage for 50, yeah. uh, 50 bucks, right? Correct. Correct. Um, yes. How much was Crew Motor Fest? Was it 70 or 60 70 I believe it was 70 Crew Motorfest, I believe that was 70. I could be wrong, Chad. If you guys know what Crew Motorfest was, 60 or 70, let us know. But I think it was 70. That game's doing wrong. pretty good. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. It's doing better. Yeah, and a lot of people a, love it. Kind of a so. you know, popular, casual yeah. kind of uh, mm -hmm. type of game, right? Uh, people yeah. love Horizon, and they pretty much copied a lot of that. So, Correct. Um, X Defiant, despite recent indefinite delay, slated to, to still release by the end of March. Division Resurgence, the mobile game, also in that time frame. Uh, Assassin's Creed Jade, which is their the Assassin's Creed mobile, and Division Heartland still don't have time frames. I thought it wasn't Jade the big uh, the big Japan one or what? 
Which one's that? No, red. That's red. Red. Okay. Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jade is the mobile one that we saw. Okay. It looked actually decent for a mobile game. It yeah. looked Assassin's Creed. Um, it certainly did. Um, but yeah, so but they don't have time frames. That and Heartland don't have time frames. Just cancel Heartland, please. Just focus on Division Three, cancel Heartland, yeah. or incorporate it into Division Three. Just yeah, do that. Just make it a mode. Yeah, right. Make it a mode, whatever you want to do. Uh, anyways, uh Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is still confirmed for December 7th. So that one is still locked for this year. They are they are doing that. Yeah. So, um, so that was Ubisoft. Yeah. Overall, I mean, at the end of the day, for Ubisoft this year, yeah, you have three semi kind of big releases all in one year. It towards the all towards the end of the year, you had a uh, um, Crew Motor Fest. You had um, you have Assassin's Creed Mirage, and now coming up uh, Avatar. And both of the other games are doing pretty good. Yep. So, Absolutely. Yep. So for there, some some I, momentum there for Ubisoft, had a little rough. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I always I, I always love Ubisoft. So again, don't yeah. get me wrong. When I, re- I again, there are certain there, there are obviously many decisions I don't agree with yeah. that they've oh. done, but I want them to continue to succeed. Because they have to succeed for me and Mav and the rest of the fans to have a chance of getting a new that Splinter Cell game, right? Yeah. They have to continue to succeed elsewhere in order for them to say, yes, let's keep greenlighting the Splinter Cell remake. Please. Yeah. That's we, all I care it, about. They've announced the game on a blog yes. post. Was yes. it two years ago now? A year and a half ago? Yeah, a year and a half, like two that. years ago. Yeah, And we haven't heard two anything ago, about it since then, except for one nope. little mention at a like Clancy yep. brand type show thing they had. Um, now, there was also the um, the new head of the division, uh, Julian Garrity. Mm-hmm. Has some Thank positive you for bringing news. him back. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, division three. So we'll see. Maybe there's some maybe there's some momentum happening here that could be in a positive trend or train for Ubisoft. I'm probably right. going to get Ubisoft Plus here in the next month or two to catch up yeah. on these games. Right. Exactly. Um, Star Wars Outlaws, if it is everything that we've seen it is, will carry them next year, which is a good thing. I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy with when, that. When they said again, b- delayed, yeah, like yes. uh, was it fiscal year 2020? 24, 25, correct. So, so they, they had originally 2025? No, 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 no. So their fiscal year 2024, 2025 is, let me bring it back up here again real quick. Um, April uh it would be april or later but i think their fiscal year 2025 would be the beginning of the end of the year so april through the end of the year i can't remember how this works so I sorry it would be like didn't, april to like, march of next of 2025 it could be it could be it could be sure yeah so that's what i but think maybe the it, way they've showed it though math right we gotta believe we got yeah, that yeah, team yeah. is good that team is great so i gotta believe they're gonna get that thing out next year for sure so um and that will carry them uh that's gonna be a huge seller if it's everything that we've seen and the hype is real that game is gonna carry them next year it's gonna be massive that could be up for game of the year next year early 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 game of the year 2024 stuff right there folks mark that down um (laughs) guess what mav capcom is bringing their RE engine into the next generation. Yes, I just it, saw this. You see yeah. this? Did you see this, bro? It's Rex. Rex. 
Rex, shout out to Okami Games. Another good follow on Twitter. If you're not already following Okami Games, does a lot of breakdown on news, um, does some gameplay stuff, got some opinions. He's not just a news aggregate guy. Uh, Okami Games is a cool dude. Um, Rex is the RE engine for the next generation. And yes, it is pronounced Rex. And yes, of course, as a lot of people, shout out to Shinobi, shout out to a lot of people, pointed out, oh, as in T-Rex, as in Dino Crisis, could that be the first game we see on the Rex engine, Mav? But the way that they're the way they're positioning this, um, according to Kami Games, the way that they're advertising this, it looks like they're trying to promote it as if they are going to license this engine out to others like Unreal, etc. That they're trying to because we all we're fans of the RE engine, right, Mav? We think it looks freaking amazing. It's done very well on current gen consoles. Obviously, it doesn't have a lot of the issues Unreal Five does. They are probably positioning themselves to market their engine for other people to use. I'm all for it. Go ahead. Everybody jump on board. Um, it said the RE, uh, the Rex engine will include all previous features of the RE engine while adding support for new technologies and handling the growing size of assets more efficiently. Efficiently, excuse me. Um, the video is mostly intended for developers, but this was an interesting little tidbit at the end. So that's what it seems like they're doing is trying to promote it. Good on on Capcom. I'm happy for this. And if we get a Dino Crisis remake to show off the Rex engine, yes, thank you very much. Please, more. Let's go. Right, Mav? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've our engine's been amazing. Yeah. Like everybody always talks about like Unreal Engine Five and all these things, but like, like there's so many great engines, and our engine like continues to impress every time there's a game launched on it. And it's like, yep. Let's hey. Let's go. Let's use this like technology, yes. advance it more, and and hey, kudos to them when they when they did the RE engine, it was like a brand new start almost for Capcom, right? Yep. And uh, the games started being awesome, and all, all these <laughs> great games started coming out with their pipeline. I remember the interview recently at Tokyo Game Show that the Capcom um, president or CEO, whatever, did with somebody when and they were asked kind of about acquisitions and stuff like that. They said, "No, we're good," and, but they also asked him like what it took to be successful in this day and age in, in gaming, and he said, release a lot of great games, <laughs> basically. And uh, this is going to help them hopefully do that. So, yeah, shocking, right, Bong? You're on mute again, by the way. Um, Can't believe you read my lips. Yes, yeah. shocking. Shocking. And, and Fuzzy did confirm that for Ubisoft's fiscal year, it is April 24 through 25, March 2025. So, yes. Right. Um. But yeah, Code Veronica as well. Yes, thank you, Nicholas Lund. Huge Code Veronica fan here. I will take a remake of that. Absolutely. It's my favorite RE game of all time. So um, that is exciting news. And we're going to get Dragon's Dogma next year. Cross our fingers. Uh, that's going to showcase RE Engine even more. So Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be gigantic. Um, let's see what else. We've got some quick hitters real quick, Mav, and then we'll get everybody out of here. Yeah. Uh, Outer Worlds uh, celebrating, um, obviously, Private Division put this out because of the publishers, as weird as that is, of Outer Worlds, of course, by Obsidian. Um, but it is the four-year mark anniversary, which it feels like Outer Worlds has been out for a lot longer than that, Mav. I was like, huh? Four years hasn't been out for like six. Nope, it's only been out for four years. They're celebrating five million purchased copies of Outer Worlds. Wow, big! That's yeah. a big, big. Um, so yeah, I think the that. second game will yeah. be pretty big. It will. It I think will. It'll be a it's pretty be. big thing. And it might be exclusive, huh? I think it will be. 
I think it will be. <laughs> I think it will be. Uh, I like it. Uh, Xbox Wire also put out, Mav, that uh, Xbox will be at Paris Games Week in 2023. They are going <laughs> everywhere possible. Oh, wee, wee. Let's go. We got so much to the, show. November 1st to the 5th, Xbox will be there, and they've already listed some games that are going to be there. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl will be there. Aura History Untold will be there. Towerborn will be there. Headbangers will be there. Jusant will be there. Starfield will be there. Forza Motorsport will, will be there. They're going to have around 50 game stations set up and 12 playable games spread over an area of more than 700 meters squared. I don't do meters, so I don't know what that means. But anyways, it's big, right? So it's big. I think a meter Xbox is roughly is going, around the same as a yard. You should be able to do it. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. I don't know for sure, though. Okay, well, whatever. They're going to have a big presence at the Paris Games Week. Xbox is everywhere now. They are making sure they are not missing a thing. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Again, that's the first through the fifth. Keep our ears open. Maybe little nuggets drop. Maybe some impressions from some of those games that we haven't heard before. So uh, we'll see. Um, Yeah, a a meter is 1.09 yards. Yards. Okay, so, so it's it's a little bit bigger than a yard, right? And how many feet in a yard, Mav? Three. Thank you. So about twenty one hundred square feet, roughly. Pretty good. Yeah, roughly. That's roughly. That's good. That's big. Um, <laughs> that's your math lesson on PM and the PM, everybody. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, we mentioned this earlier. So, uh, Destin, shout out to Destin Legary. Uh, he put out a list, a short list of um, how Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 is going. He put out a tweet. PC version runs abnormally. Konami is investigating. The console version looks and runs worse than the 360 PS3 versions. Capped at original native resolution of Bluepoint. Uh, Switch, physical ver- uh, Switch physical version does not include the games. Switch version couldn't download bonus content. Frames per second issues on all platforms. Switch especially poor. So, again, if you were wondering why Mav and I brought that up, do not, do not. And again, I understand Metal Gear fans. You guys have been waiting for something like this for a long time. I get it. Do not buy this right now. Do not. This is bad. Go watch videos on it. Go watch people playing it. It's bad. This is like they put out. This is this is like in line with what Take Two did with. with, It's worse, but it's like the same. Like they put no effort into this. This is a cash grab through and through. This is preying upon nostalgia. One thought I don't mind if you hit me with the nostalgia. I don't mind if you say, Hey, we know you're just going to buy this because you loved it at one point. I get that. But to not do anything like Mav and I were saying, this is horrible. This is an abomination this shits all over what Metal Gear was to Konami, what it did for Konami, what Kojima did for that company. It shits all over and says it's not even worth our time to put effort into. We're just going to sell it to make money, pure and simple. We're not going to do anything to celebrate what these games meant to our fans and to us as a company, which I've always said, don't bother. Don't bother. 
doing this kind of nonsense. Do not put out this bullshit. I am all for remakes. I am all for remasters. If you are going to put the love and care that these massive IP, that these <laughs> some of the biggest games that we've ever had in the industry, if you're not going to put the time, passion, and love into them at all, then just don't do it. Leave them as is. They are where they are in history. So be it. Man, this is sad. Man. When I, sad. this was first announced, I was really excited, right? Yep, so, um, so was I. But uh, fuck you, Konami, for this. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like it's yeah. a disrespect to the intelligence of consumers, right? And they just think you're a fucking idiot. I mean, they they do. Don't buy it. Like it, this is a piece of crap. Uh, no effort. No uh, excuse for existing. I'm uh, just trying to take advantage of our love for a franchise. And that that ain't enough. Yep. Like So, anyway. Yep. Exactly, Ray. If you don't do it right, leave it the, leave it the F alone. Exactly. That's my point. Just leave it to history then. Just leave it to the history if you're not going to treat it right. I I just can't I just I I it boggles my mind. It boggles my even even if I pull myself away as a gamer and a consumer and just go business wise, it boggles my mind that you want to ruin your reputation further, that you want to erode your trust from your consumers, that you want to take a franchise that gave you a large portion of your popularity and your namesake and just flush it down the toilet and say it doesn't matter. Just throw it out there. Let the numbskulls buy it. And we don't care. We'll laugh. Like I, I, this is unfathomable to me in 2023, especially when you've got companies like Capcom showing how to do it. And you yourselves are trying to do it internally with a different metal gear game by actually bringing it up to par and remaking from the ground up in UE five. And yet you're going to take the classics, the ones that everybody knows and don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who love Snake Eater. I get it. But the classics that created it, that started it all, you're just going to say, yeah, those aren't worthy. Fuck them. Bullshit. You should be ashamed of yourself, Konami. 1,000%. You should be ashamed. Or just don't touch them. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do it, don't touch them. Just leave them to history. Let everybody think of them in their beloved manner that they are. Don't touch them. Why tarnish anything? I, I, Man, I can't stand it. it. Sucks. Sucks, man. Um, all right. I don't have anything else. I don't think, Mav, unless you do. Hey, anybody that was heard me and Mav talk about Anno 1800, another great strategy game, city builder, just gorgeous from Ubisoft, who we just talked about. They're having another free-to-play weekend. If you want a palate cleanser from some of the other stuff you've been playing and you kind of have an interest in those types of games, free-to-play weekend um pc starting from november 2nd to the 6th um and then the console edition from november 9th to the 13th um through uh xbox so uh you can actually you can access it through xbox series consoles playstation 5 ubisoft store egs and steam so um that again pc version will be free second through the sixth and the console edition from the 9th through the 13th beautiful beautiful game that i want to get back to i put probably 20 hours plus into it, maybe 30 hours into yeah. it. Really, really great game. Mav touched it for a little bit. Really liked what he uh, what he saw, and he he That's said solid. he wanted to go back to yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, go check out Anno eighteen hundred. I, I forget. The is there is there a Ubisoft Plus subscription that gives you 
access to PC and console? No, just PC as far as I'm so aware. So it's of. two separate subscriptions. I'm pretty right? sure that's the way. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the way that yeah that that's All the right. way that Steel explained it to me is that it is one or the other. Yeah. So, so I'll just do the console one when I do it. Yeah. But because this is a yeah. game, I do want to go back to also. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the only downside, I mean, like it what it did have some <laughs> like bugs and glitches at first, and it was running at 30 but like it's a city builder so you're, you're not really moving the screen barely at all so the 30 frames didn't really yeah, matter no like, i mean no. there's like hardly any movement there right no. uh so that yeah. didn't matter graphically it was crazy impressive the details uh so cool, it was the gorgeous the way that the mechanics work the, the building of the cities is all fantastic i i i was loving that there's a lot more depth to it and stuff that i really mm-hmm. want to touch on um there's just been so many damn games to play man but yeah that's that's one of them. Like that oh, was this year too, right? That launched, or was it last year? <sighs> Man, it's all I running together. Last play, year, I think the free last play year, was this year. Yeah, the free. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was this year. Maybe it was. Spring, maybe it was early this year. Right, right before Hogwarts. Yeah, it was right before Hogwarts. I bet you, because that's when I stopped playing. I think when Hogwarts came out. No, uh, Jesse says I heard anal eighteen hundred. No, what I nah, said was, anal. I said one eight hundred anal. Yeah, it was right before Hogwarts came out, Mav, because that's why I stopped playing. It. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was this year. Yep. Absolutely, go try pretty that solid, game out, though. Pretty solid year for them, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, oh, real quick too, Mav, I won't, I won't end it on nonsense here. Um, everybody, keep your eyes on one Mister Casey Hudson. If you guys don't know who Casey Hudson is, one of the OG, massive, creative talent mm, yes, from yes, Bioware. Yes, yes, yes. Mass Effect, one of the Mass Effect leads, one of the creators of Mass Effect. He started his own studio, Humanoid Origin, it's now called. They changed the name a little bit. Humanoid Origin. They are working on a sci-fi game. They just, he put out a tweet that said, it's so hard to be working on exciting stuff and not be able to share it with you. So we put a few new concepts and other teasy bits uh, in there. And he was referring to their new website. So go uh, humanoid origin also has a Twitter account X formerly known as Twitter. Um, they put out a link to their, their website. They've got a nice video in there. Interestingly enough in their main video that pops up when you hit their uh, site, multiple sightings of Xbox controllers, everybody just saying, just saying kind of cool. Um, but they are working on a sci-fi RPG game. And they're going back. They, he also put out a uh, post with a bunch of old school space books, meaning they are taking influence from those older school mm-hmm. space books, much like Starfield did. Keep your eyes on this one. When they get ready to show something, I'm going to be all over this. A sci-fi RPG from Casey Hudson and a lot of former Bioware devs and other big devs from across the industry. Yeah, yep. I, I have a feeling, and just from the little glimpses you can see on the screens yep. and stuff, this yeah, is they got be a bunch like of art a, in there. It's gonna be like yes. a spiritual successor to Mass Effect. Correct. Yeah, Casey loves space. He loves sci-fi. It's gonna be special. Again, we don't get enough sci-fi. You could say, well, there's lots of sci-fi. Yeah, but we still don't get enough sci-fi. Not enough big overall. sci-fi RPGs. No. That's no. for damn no. sure. Let's go. Starfield was yep. like the. Is it epitome for me, but Mass Effect was that before Starfield, yeah, and absolutely, and now yes. uh, we have another couple of potential ones coming up in the future. Like, um, was it the uh, was it um, so so Sony Santa Monica or, yep. or yeah, that yep. might be making one, right? Yep. Corey, 
Yep, Corey so, and his team are working on that one. That's the rumors is that yeah. it is a sci-fi RPG. So we'll, we'll if, see. But... If if that's what it is, yeah. Yep. And then if Infinity, that's what it Infinity is. Wars making a multiplayer is supposed to be spacey like MMO mm-hmm. kind of game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially yep, with X Bioware devs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is the time technology's finally caught up. Sci-fi has been very hard to do in the past because of technology-wise really hard to get a lot of the future stuff down but we're seeing it more and more obviously as we move forward um so more people are going to go back to it and take advantage but this is again the expansion of the industry casey hudson left bioware obviously ea did what they did to bioware tore it apart casey left one of the founders um one of the creative most creative talents out of that whole entire group um and formed his own studio and we'll see this could be the next big sci-fi rpg that come out uh, from an indie studio created by somebody that used to be a part of a bigger one, right? That's how this industry works. So uh, shout out to Casey though. I wanted to end it on that map. That's exciting to me. I can't wait. And yeah, everybody go check out their website. Um, It's looking phenomenal. In fact, here's what I'll do. Hold on for a second. I'll drop the link to their website in our chat. So you guys can go see the intro video and then go take a look around. They show off a lot of artwork in there and stuff. Um, very interesting stuff. So uh, there's the link. I just threw it in the chat for you guys. Go check them out and keep your eyes open and peeled. It sounds like they're building something big. So, and again, Xbox controllers in hand multiple times. Let's go. All right. Um, what a show, Mav. What a show. We had a lot of business talk, big industry stuff dropping again, changes on both sides that depending on perspective can mean different things, but man, Xbox today's announcements really were a cap to this whole ABK deal, really solidifying the future. And I thought we talked about that in great detail, our thoughts on it, got our opinions out there, but just what a great show and chat. You guys were engaged. You know, we had nearly 300 people here at one time, obviously the excitement's up in the community. Just, this is the fun stuff, man. This is why we come here each and every week, every week that we can, we're here talking about whatever news there is or whatever ideas we have. But these weeks are always special when the stuff is going down. Love to see this happening. So shout out to everybody who showed up, um, you know, and joined in in the discussions. And if you were just lurking, listening, appreciate you, love you, respect you all the same for it. Thank you for joining me and Mav tonight on this episode of PM and the PM. Mav, brother, Xbox Ultimate, we're going to have some new opinions tomorrow night. We're going to have some big talks tomorrow night. I imagine we got Fuzzy. We're going to have Psycho in there. We're going to have Jaspy. Who else? Maybe Game Pass Dad will show. We're going to have a lot, man. And it's going to be cool to hear other people's perspectives. Yeah. What else you got coming up, brother? Uh, I mean, tomorrow night's Xbox Ultimate, like you said. I mean, it's going to be, I think there's a lot of excitement mm-hmm. over everything Xbox right now. So tune in because it's going to be a blast. Well, we have, we sometimes let the shenanigans run wild, though. And uh, it's always fun for that as well. But uh, Mondays, we got Fun Speculation Podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern. And then every Tuesday, uh, Fun Pop at 10 p.m. Eastern time as well. Uh, which this week, we're watching Hereditary. Uh, so that way, we can give our thoughts on that. Because we're kind of doing horror movies this month. Um, we all watched 3 Bits Horrible movie that he recommended last week. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, but now, we're... This one's supposed to, it's going to be good. I have a feeling. So, um, but yeah, other than that, thanks, man. Um, and what about you, Pong Soul? <laughs> Everybody you got, you knows the drill. You got any more yeah. uh, two year old shows I can share out on Twitter? 
Because I retweeted a show. To, from you, years to, ago. To, to, no, it was just a post to 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 come over and see Living Split Screen. It wasn't even a, a specific show. Oh, it was just okay. hey, no, it was just come and, and check us out and subscribe. Right, that's all it was. But that that was hilarious, <laughs> and people picked up on it. People, Doom Reaper just retweeted it that's again too. Funny. So shout out to Doom yeah. Reaper. Shout out to everybody who retweeted that. It was funny because Mav just did it by accident because somebody asked for Mav's Twitter handle X handle right underneath that post. So I responded to it and then Mav saw it because I put at fun speculation, right? Yeah. And so Mav saw it and just thought it was like some new living split screen post. And he retweeted. <laughs> I was like, hey, thanks, brother. Appreciate that shout out from two years uh, ago. That's cool, yeah. man. But it worked. Other people picked up on it. So thanks, brother. Um, no, everybody knows the drill by now. Again, thank you all for being here. Love you all. Uh, it's Pong Soul on X, formerly known as Twitter. Pong Soul on Xbox. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, otherwise, tomorrow night. I'll be joining the ultimate crew. Obviously we'll be having good conversations. I kind of take a back seat some of these nights to let everybody else get their opinions out after Mav and I spend three, four hours here talking about it, but it's always interesting to hear other perspectives and see what people are thinking right now. Mav brought one up tonight that I hadn't thought about. Obviously that Sarah was probably going to be the face going forward and instead of Phil. Um, so that's why I love that show. Um, and again, we go left a lot, so I'm sure we'll have some nonsense in there. Um, as well. And then, of course, Saturday mornings, as we were just talking about, you got to be ready for living split screen. I know there's a lot to listen to on Saturdays now. There's a lot of shows when me and Steel started. There wasn't. Um, but again, multiple tabs up. Come join us again. We're going for three plus hours. Normally, past two shows have been nearly five hours. So we just talk until we can't talk anymore. We feel like we've done enough. Uh, Steel and I love it. We love our community that we have there. We have a nice group of people that show up each and every Saturday and talk a lot of good discussion in the chat. Much like here, you're going to get good conversations in there. So drop on by, check me and steal out living split screen, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central time split screen is all one word. And then of course, Saturday night, we took a random night off last week. So, uh, Unfortunately, PTK had something going on last minute, so we had to cancel the show last week. But the shop podcast, Saturday night, it's the place to be to end your Saturday night. More people have been coming by. Love to see it. It's just a chill time where we talk a lot of these topics. But again, different perspectives. This week, last week's guest is coming back to actually do the show. So slow-mo backslap will be there with PTK Blam, Fuzzy, and myself going to be interesting Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. And then, of course, next week, it starts all over again. Tuesday's Xbox Factor. Boom's been knocking it out of the park time and time again, covering all these breaking news stories. Uh, but Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast, special place for me, even if I'm not there. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man. All good things green. And then right back here, God willing, next Thursday for another episode of PM in the PM with my brother from another math. AKA Fun Speculation, AKA the CEO of the Fun Speculation Network. Let's go. <laughs> Golden Age is here, people. Golden Age of gaming is upon us. Just good game, great game after good game after great game, just dropping wherever you're playing. Get out there, enjoy it, play what you love, love what you play, and I'll talk to you all real soon. Mav, good to see you, brother. Right on, man. Everyone, have a great night. Peace out. Thank you.